0: Hey guys, on today's episode of the John Campy Show, Lupita Nyong'o joins the Quiet Place spinoff series. Apple TV Plus has upped its subscription fees. The Last of Us has a release date finally. Dodgeball 2 may actually happen. Yaya Abdul-Mateen is Wonder Man. That and a whole bunch more. The John Campy Show starts right now. Well, Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Best Damn Move Related Show on the planet Earth, the John Campia Show, coming from right here on my YouTube channel, brought to you in part by our friends at Mint Mobile. I am, of course, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world movies movie news tv streaming all sorts of good stuff everybody's in the house here today sitting right beside me mr robert meyer burnett back there we got taylor beside him running the shows of course producer jonathan boyko and alu is back with us here again today and we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about gonna let you guys know how today's show is gonna go we're gonna break it into two parts in the first half of the show we're gonna talk about some predetermined topics then in the second half of the show we're going to take your live comments and questions. To get a live comment or question on the show, two things. Number one, you got to be watching live. Number two, when we get to the end of the main topics, we'll announce that we're opening up the Super Chats. And when we do, you have just a couple of minutes to fire in a few thoughts, theories, opinions, or questions. And Rob and I will address those in the second half of the show also a little bit of housekeeping I want to remind you if you guys need your daily fix to the john campion show but you can't be in front of a youtube video there is of course the john Campia show podcast it's available on your favorite podcasting app of choice go and subscribe to it today so it'll be there when you need it also we have a secondary podcast feed called after show where we do things like Andor, or house of the dragon some upcoming shows as well make sure you guys go and check that out as well all right guys We've got things to talk about here today, so let's get into it with one of the off the tops, and that is this. You know, one of my favorite movies of the last few years, I actually thought it should have absolutely been nominated for Best Picture, and I thought it maybe should have even won Best Picture, was A Quiet Place. What John Krasinski did with A Quiet Place is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, So much of that movie without dialogue, it's all tension, it's all scenario, it's all circumstance. It's just brilliant, wonderful story making. I love it. I like the second one nearly as much as the first. I really, really love the second one. And we've known for a little while now that a brand new Quiet Place spinoff is coming that's going to focus on the same events, but on different people in those events. And now we've got a little bit more information. As Variety is reporting that maybe my favorite actress in the world right now, Lupita Nyong'o, has just signed up, or at least in the final stages of signing up, to star in the Quiet Place spinoff called Day One. Now, this comes to us, of course, from Variety, who writes, A Quiet Place Universe is adding another A-list name to its world, Lupita Nyong'o. The Oscar-winning actor from 12 Years a Slave, Black Panther, and Us, is in final negotiations to star in the spinoff A Quiet Place Day One, which is the next installment of the Paramount Horror franchise. Pig director Michael... I always mispronounce it, Cernofsky, uh will hem the film set for release on March 8th of 2024. Story details are being kept under wraps, but it has come from an original idea by John Krasinski. So John Krasinski came up with the story for this one. He won't be directing it. But look, again, I love this franchise. Uh, it just the performances in it are all top-notch. The idea of you know, they do what a lot of Korean horror all does a lot better than what a lot of North American horror does. They always understood for about 20 years now, horror film directors in Korea and other Asian markets seem to understand that what you don't see is often scarier than what you do see. And with A Quiet Place, why we definitely have scenes with the monsters and the aliens and all that kind of stuff, it's when you don't see them. That is actually the most terrifying And I think the most terrifying scene in any horror movie I've seen in the last 20 years doesn't even involve the monster. It's freaking Emily Blunt walking down some stairs when you know there's a nail sticking out of one of them. I don't know why, but that freaks me out more than one of these monsters tearing with these guys apart. Anyway, let's get to the real story. Lupita Nyong'o, this woman is a force of nature when it comes to acting. I didn't even think Us was all that great. But every moment she's on screen, it's, you can't take your eyes off it. She delivers a performance that is always top-notch. Of course, I love her in Wakanda forever. She's an Academy Award winner. There will be.
1: Hey guys, we're back. Sorry, we had a bit of an internet
0: connection. Uh, a side note as we carry on with our uh, Lupita Nuango incredible news joining The Quiet Place. Uh, just a little side note to everybody. Never, ever, ever use Spectrum Internet as your internet service provider. If you have any other option available to you, get rid of Spectrum, never use them. They're (laughs) absolute, complete garbage. And if it wasn't for the fact that where we are, the neighborhood we're in, they're the only internet service provider we could use, I would drop them like a bad habit. And I'm actually looking into any possible other options we have. Spectrum Internet sucks. Get rid of them. Never use them. They're awful. All right, now let's get to some good news. Back to Lupita Nyong'o. Rob, let's start with you over again. I don't know where we dropped out, oh, I your was thoughts just... on Lupita joining Aquarius? Uh, well, in, in
1: a nutshell, I'm a big fan of her screen presence. You know, I, I was just saying I really enjoy, I, I enjoy her acting. I, like, I love her face, I, she, the way she conveys emotions. And to be honest, you know, she does terror really well. And uh, trying to be quiet and be scared of giant monsters, I'm, uh, I'm a fan. I can't wait to see it. What I was also saying is, like, John, I really love the franchise. And I think that the stories that they can tell, they're going back to day one. I think this franchise has a lot of, you know, normally franchises get played out quickly. But their scenario, you could play this out, like, on many different levels. And I'm really, it's kind of like The Purge. Mm, I'm yeah. a fan of the purge, you know, and, and they keep making these movies and I'll watch them. Like I thought the last purge was really good, the way it addressed immigration and things through the horror lens. I think a quiet place has a lot, a lot of juice left in that tank.
0: Here's the question though. When you look see. at something like Walking Dead, right. which has tried the let's tell multiple shows and multiple stories surrounding the same basic thing, they've had some failures and some successes yeah. with that. What lessons do you think? that A Quiet Place can take from something like Walking Dead when it comes to trying to expand out this particular scenario and universe? I
1: think showing different areas of our civilization. Like, like, I would love to see an entire, like with Walking Dead, I'd love to see the White House at the highest echelons. How did they deal with the outbreak of the zombies? Like, what did, what did, what did Congress do? You know, or what did the military do? Or what happens, like, in elementary school? What happens if the in elementary schools? How do teachers keep elementary school kids away from this horrible... I mean, there's so many different ways. The Walking Dead kind of became a little repetitive, especially the main show. It was like, okay, there's a group of human douchebags, and there's our good characters, and they have to fight, or they have to figure out a way. And, and it just got... And that was part of the comic as well. But there's so many more interesting things to deal with. I would just like to see more aspects of examine how does how does various levels of our culture fight against upheaval guys question is for you what
0: do you think about this lupita nwango i think one of the best actresses in the world right now is going to lead the a quiet place spinoff movie day one do you like the casting do you not maybe you've never seen the franchise before maybe you love it whatever your thoughts are jump down to the comment section below and
2: leave those thoughts there all right with that down aloo what do we got up next Next up is our Mint Mobile hotline question of the day. To hear your voice on the show and have your question answered, go ahead and leave a message at 951-268-4259. Today's Mint Mobile hotline question of the day comes to us from Marty, who's asking about the future of Warner Brothers. Hey,
3: John,
0: it's Marty from Orange County. If Black Adam flops, does Warner Brothers pump the brakes
3: on all future DC movie projects? I know everyone is excited that Henry Cavill is finally back as Superman and potentially getting a Man of Steel 2 sequel.
4: But if Black Adam fails,
3: I don't see Warner Brothers rushing to make any of these projects. Am I overthinking this? Thanks.
0: All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in. You know, we were talking yesterday about, look, Black Adam, which is a movie, by the way, I had a lot of fun watching. I've already gone to see it a couple times. I'm probably going to go see it at least one more time in theaters. A lot of fun, that movie. But despite the fact that it's been number one at the box office the last two weekends, and despite the fact that it is the biggest opening weekend for a Dwayne Johnson led movie of Dwayne Johnson's career, including Hobbs and Shaw, that's all good. However, unfortunately after two weeks, which is when a movie makes most of its money is in the first couple of weeks, the movies only made $250 million only 200 a lot of movies would kill to make 250 million dollars but for a project like this it's only made about 250 million with a 200 million dollar budget and roughly 100 million dollars in marketing that means this movie needs to make around the 450 million dollar mark to be to just break even to become profitable and right now between the first two weekends are already now in its rearview mirror which means it's going to drop. We had almost 60% drop a 57, 58% drop from week one to week two. We're going to see a similar drop from week two to week three. And then we got Black Panther, Wakanda forever coming on November 11th, which by the way, that's just 10 days from now. The prospects of Black Adam becoming profitable seem to rest with China. If it indeed, it says it's going to be getting a Chinese release. Shazam made $43 million in China but China's also in the midst of a lot of COVID lockdowns right now. So whether or not black Adam is going to end up being profitable or not, is still a question that's very much in the air. So the question of, well, what happens to Warner brothers plans for DC? If black Adam fails to make money, what if it, what if it's a money loser? Our viewer calls in and asks, will Warner brothers slam the brakes on any future DC movie uh, stuff? It's a fair question to ask. However, I would want to point out a couple of things. Maybe the old Warner Brothers, under the old ownership, may be knee-jerk reactionists like that. Actually, the old Warner Brothers regime was known for being knee-jerk reactionish to anything that came to D.C. Something happened in D.C. Like something failed in D.C. Oh, no, let's rethink everything. Ah!" One little thing works and goes, let's remap everything to work around this one thing that worked. I mean, that's that's how they ran things and that's why they nearly ran it into the ground. But however, this there's a new ownership at Warner Brothers now, right? And this new ownership had nothing to do with the production of this movie. The only thing they had to do with this movie was they gave the green light to put Henry Cavill in as a post-credit scene, which the previous ownership said no to, which I still can't understand why they said no before. So, this isn't really their movie. So, they're going to look at Black Adam, they're going to want it to succeed. They're going to do what they can to help it succeed. But at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with their plan or their roadmap. This new ownership of Warner Brothers and the brand new, newly minted DC studios under James Gunn and Peter Safran, who took over today, this morning, 9 a.m., they became the new bosses of this brand new DC studio. The Black Adam thing was never part of their plan or their roadmap. So I would say two reasons not to worry about it. Number one, just because you hit one bump in the road does not mean you just pull all your plans and and freak out. Maybe the old Warner Brothers leadership would have done that. The new Warner Brothers leadership won't. But second is that Black Adam isn't even their movie, right? They, They are behind it, their names on it, all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't their movie. So even if it did completely flop, it wouldn't deter their plans for what they're doing moving forward. This had nothing to do with James Gunn's orchestration. So no, just if, if, if Black Adam ends up losing money and we don't know that it will, but if it does end up losing money, they're going to go, damn, that sucks. Okay. Well let's move forward with our plan now. And so, no, I don't think there's any risk of them upheaving or pulling the plug on all their upcoming DC projects that anyway, Rob, you know, it is weird that we're talking about Maybe a Dwayne Johnson, my second favorite movie star in the world, led superhero movie that we've been waiting for for 15 years might not even be profitable. But if it's not profitable, and it still could be, but if it's not, do you think that throws a wrench in DC's plans moving forward?
1: Well, no, because, I mean, look, we got Fury the Gods coming out. We've got Aquaman coming out. Follow Edo, the Joker, follow-ups being made. Um, What am I forgetting? Most importantly... The Flash movie, the Flash, which oh, which right. they
0: keep saying is like everybody, not just they. Rob and I both have people we know that are connected to the situation, and everything we are hearing about this Flash movie, despite all the Ezra garbage, is that it's really great. Is that is that Mushiety
1: made a great movie? So that's the key. Piece yeah, and the here. thing is, people have to remember, like like we as fans have to remember, the general public is not us. They're not obsessing over every detail of these movies coming out. They're not reading Mikey Sutton's column about every rumor that comes out. And they're not following all of the websites like like we do. And they don't know. So a lot of this drama, and people just want to go to movies and like them. But I'll say something, John. I wouldn't count this movie out yet. Because you talk about Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw made 70, or $750 million. Yes. Dwayne Johnson has playability. And while Wakanda Forever is a behemoth that's going to, it's going to drop like a Warner brothers in anvil. the same genre in the same genre. So I can understand that could, but uh, you know what? It, it was number one in a lot of countries. Halloween is a soft weekend domestically yep. for film. So I think that there's, this movie has a lot of life left in it. And as we talked about, you know, if it come, if it, if it does around what Shazam did, or even more than what Shazam did, you can't expect more because this is an unknown character for people. You know, if this were Captain America, the Winter Soldier or or Civil War, and it was doing this business. I think it would be considered a flop, but this is a new character, it's newly introduced, and there's still gas in the tank, and we'll see where it winds up. But we talked about if it makes four or five hundred million. I mean, that looks. T- I'm not going to lie. It looks like it's not going to get there right away. But if it plays out, maybe it will.
0: Here's I mean, hoping because the one of the things that's working against it right now is the fact that I don't know that it has, it doesn't have that X factor that everybody seems to be running out of the theater and telling all their friends, you got to go see Black Adam or or a huge amount of rewatchability. Now I am telling people to go watch Black Adam and I have seen it multiple times, but I think I'm in the minority here. So unlike say a Top Gun Maverick, which had like that wave of word of mouth that just kept it chugging and chugging and chugging and chugging, I don't know that Black Adam does, so it'll be interesting. It's, it's no, got $200 million to go.
1: I think you're right. I, I think what Black Adam is missing is, like, when you go see Top Gun Maverick, it transcends what the audience expected it to be. It's, it is surprisingly emotional, which you wouldn't have thought. Yeah, It has romance that you might not have thought. It has great secondary characters that you like. And it has an incredible performance by Tom Cruise. It is more than what you would expect. The problem that Black Adam faces is it's exactly what you expect. It doesn't tra- <laughs> it doesn't transcend the genre. We've been getting great superhero movies now for 15 years. And you go see Captain America: The Winter Soldier, it transcends. It's it's a great movie even if it wasn't about Captain America. Yeah, if
0: you take out the the comic book aspect of it, it's still a great moment. And I'll tell you something.
1: You know that from the very beginning because when Cap meets Sam Wilson on your left, they're jogging around the mall or whatever. Such a great moment. It's a great moment, and that goes outside of the comic book genre. That's two men meeting, two soldiers, two people that become friends, and immediately that... And I think that Black Adam doesn't have any of that. It tries... But it doesn't have enough of it. It doesn't. So that's what I think it has going for. It. It's f- or not going for. It. It's fun, though. Like you said, it's fun, but it's not a great movie. Here's how I describe Black Adam to a buddy of mine. A buddy of mine I was texting
0: with yesterday who hadn't seen the movie yet. I said, here's the thing about Black Adam. Everything that it needs to do well, it does well. Yes. All the things that it could do well to elevate it, it does not. So like some terrible dialogue, like a nonsensical kind of story, all the, like all the stuff that could that would make it a great movie other than being a Black Adam movie, it just doesn't have. Fortunately, for people like me, it does do all the things it needs to do. If you're going to do a rock in the Black Adam movie, you got to make it fun, you got to make it exciting, you got to have some good laughs in there, you got to have some, some viciousness to it. It has all of that, and that's why I walked out with a big smile on my face. But it didn't do all those other intangibles that you need to do to, like you say, elevate it and transcend the genre. It, it does do more.
1: It. Hu- I hate to say it, but it needed more humanity.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And not that kid. No. Maybe less of that no, kid. No, that was
1: that was movie kid. Yeah. You know, the, it was too much movie tropes. I mean, the people that wrote it were like, here's a screenplay. You know, and you read it and you're like, okay, I'm sure it read well, but the execution was not. And what I want to know in Kandak, is that how you pronounce Kendak, the name of Kandak? Yeah.
0: Why is Diamond Dallas Page such a big dude in conduct? Like everybody's going around doing the diamond. Only some of you guys will even understand that reference, but everybody's walking around doing the Diamond Dallas Page. Remind me of
4: uh, Daft Punk because they had that pyramid. So everybody would do that with for Daft Punk.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that either. All right. Anyway, guys, question is for you. What do you think about that? Like, if Black Adam ends up losing money, and we don't know that it will at this point, it's going to struggle to cross that line, but maybe it will. But if it doesn't, do you think that's going to have any impact on how Warner Brothers goes forward with their DC plan? I don't actually think they will, because just as a following up on what Rob said, Blue Beetle, Aquaman, right for Shazam, Flash... None of these are the current Warner Brothers regime's movies, No, right? They We're years away from really feeling with these, so I don't know. But what do you guys think? Whatever your thoughts are, jump down to the comment section below and leave those thoughts there. Okay, guys, with that down, we're going to move into our main topics here. But before we do, we're going to take just a quick second and thank one of the sponsors of today's show, one of our original sponsors here on the John Campbell Show. Thank you so much to Stamps.com. We want to thank a sponsor of today's episode, Stamps.com. Guys, it happens every holiday season. No matter how prepared we think we are for the season, it always turns out we're nowhere near as prepared as we thought we were, especially with our shipping. And right about now, seasonal excitement, or dread as the case may be, is really starting to settle in, especially for small businesses. Slaying through traffic to the post office? Inboxes more like a blizzard than a winter wonderland? Rushing to send cards and gifts to your loyal clients? The good news? is, it's not too late to get your holiday mailing and shipping under control with Stamps.com. Sign up now and you'll be printing your own postage in minutes. Because Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all of your shipping and mailing needs. Get access to the United States Postal Service and UPS services that you need to run your business right from your computer. Up to 86% off. So this holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code Campia for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code Campia. And thank you to our friends at Stamps.com for sponsoring this episode of The John Campia Show. Okay, guys, with that down, let's get into our main topics. And how do we select our main topics here on the show? Well, that's where you guys come in because you guys come up with our main topics. Whenever you guys come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic on the show, just go anytime, 24-7, over to www.thejohncampiashow.com contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, You might see your submission featured as a main topic here on The John Campia Show. With that down, aloop. what is our first main topic
2: today? Main topic number one comes to us from Drew Cobricks, who says, How's it going, crew? It looks like we'll be getting The Last of Us really soon, as the sneak preview on HBO Max is showing that it will premiere on January 15th. Love the two games, and I'm very interested in seeing both portrayals of Joel and Ellie. Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, and hope you all have a great day.
0: All right, Drew. Thanks a lot for writing that in. And yeah, listen, there's there's not. I'm not going to say it's the number one most anticipated show I have in the world, but it ranks up there. Last of Us. You know, we've we talked a lot that the common refrain amongst video game fans is is video games tells good stories of movies. No, they don't. But a couple of them do. Last of Us is absolutely one of those. Actually, to me. Nothing has ever come close in terms of narrative storytelling in video games. Uh, uh, God of War is great. Red Dead Redemption storytelling is great. Actually, the Uncharted storytelling stuff is really great. But none of it, to me, comes close to Last of Us, both one and two. Uh, That is like elite-level storytelling, regardless of which medium or which genre you're talking about. It's just elite-level storytelling. It's incredible. And they gave us, they've started giving us our first little glimpses, our first teasers. It looks great. I mean, the teasers and trailers haven't really given much away yet, but certainly it looks really good. You've got Pedro Pascal in the lead, which is fantastic. I love him. And now in a new little promo spot, a social media promo spot, it actually gives the little details down on the bottom of this little promo spot starting January 15th. January 15th. So we have got it. We've got our date. We're about two and a half months away from Last of Us debuting on HBO. Now, if this holds up in true, HBO's not commented on that little social media leak they put out. But uh, if this does hold up, we are two and a half months away from Last of Us coming out. And Rob, again, I'm not going to sit here and say like it's my number one most anticipated show, but it's got to be right up there. Interesting note as well. We also just found out that the incredible Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount Plus starring Jeremy Renner, it's getting its season two dropping on the same day. So that's a good day of TV watching for Johnny because <laughs> I lo- I love Mayor of Kingstown. That show is fantastic. If you yeah, haven't it checked is. it out yet, you must check it out. Jeremy Renner is next level and it's great. But as much as I love that show, when I open up my Chromecast TV and I'm looking at HBO Max app and the Paramount Plus app, I'm clicking over to the HBO one first. I'm, I'm watching last of us. Rob, you hear about this release yet. Where's your anticipation level like for this? And is this coming out a little bit sooner than maybe we expected?
1: Well, first of all, my, my anticipation uh, for this is through the roof. I mean, I love these kinds of shows. I love these poc- uh, post-apocalyptic show me anything with a virus, whether it's a zombie virus, whether it's a super flu, like in a stand, don't care. Love this genre. This was a great, this video game was incredible. The story was incredible. And I think the biggest thing that makes me excited about this show is the creative behind it. You've got Craig Mazin behind it, who Craig Mazin did Chernobyl. And, you know, he's known for doing a lot of parody stuff. He did The Hangover, The Hangover 2 and 3. But I really think that Chernobyl showed what he's really capable of doing.
0: Which is one of the best, quote-unquote, limited series
1: oh. I've ever seen. And that just, thing is absolutely. And just nightmarish, too. I mean, the, I, there were times when I'm just like, ugh. And, and, and I think he's going to bring, talk about getting material elevated. Plus, he was working directly with the creator of the actual yeah. original game. Who
0: co-wrote the script on this. Co-wrote
1: the script. So the two of them, I, I mean, I can't imagine a better collaboration of, of a creator that's created, worked in the business for 25 plus years. And you get the creator of the original property collaborating. I mean, just look at the trailer, dude. Come on. What we've seen from this show looks so good. It looks like they took it seriously and 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 the production values are incredible. And I really appreciate they thought out of the box, you know, who would have thought Little Mormont would come on and kick some more Liberty ass Lady Mormont. I mean, she would not have been the first person that I would have thought of to take this role. No, me either. But you know why? I'm sure that she was the best actress. And that's why it's cool. And I can't wait to see this. And Pedro Pascal, you know what? I don't know why, but one of my favorite things on the internet is to watch clips from the Equalizer movies. <laughs> I know, right, I, yep. I loved, I, I could just watch Denzel, look at his watch and just take out. And they're making number three I, I right know. now. But Pedro Pascal was the lead villain in the second one. So I've just been, for whatever reason, watching a lot of, because in The Mandalorian, you don't really see enough of him. He's a really, and in Wonder Woman 84, he's a really good actor. And I can't wait to see him in this role.
0: I can't wait. Still a lot sooner than I thought it was gonna like honestly, I thought it was gonna be like a mid -mid. April May kind of release. That's just what it felt like to me. So seeing January fifteenth, if this date holds up to me is Do we know how many
1: episodes it is yet? Is it ten like House of the Dragon? Ah aloo. I'm Taylor. Sure. I well, I the don't standard know has been this. ten for HBO. Yeah, so. yeah guess, have been their
3: standards
4: like the, this is a lot of material to cover, though, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's like twelve. No, it's ten.
1: I just, I I just 10. That. Yeah, so it I is heard. a ten episode season. Mm. Okay. I don't think they're going to get to the end of the game. Hey, You know what? No.
0: They ain't going to ah. Disney Plus this shit. They're not going to be twenty nine minutes. Oh episode. no, no,
1: <laughs> HBO gives you the uh, yeah. They yeah. give you a full they give you
0: full meal, full meal with that. All right, guys. Question is for you. What do you think about this? Are you looking forward to this Last of Us series? I think it looks incredible anyway. And what do you think about the release date of January 15th? It's a lot sooner than I thought. Maybe it is for you too. Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. Okay, guys. With that down, let's move on to main
2: topic number two. Hello. what is our second main topic today? Topic number two comes to us from Vincent G, who says... Hey, John, I remember hearing last week that Apple was going to be upping the price on Apple TV+. I got the email today notifying me of the price jump. The service went from $4.99 to $6.99. That's a 40% jump. Isn't that a little steep? With the prices on all the services going up so high, I'm going to have to start deciding which ones I can actually keep and which ones I'll have to live without. What do you think about this? All right. Thanks
0: a lot for sending that in, Vincent. And uh, yeah, not surprising. It was about a week ago that Apple Plus announced this, but they just sent the emails out to to all their subscribers. I believe last night or this morning that Apple TV Plus is going to be moving from 4.99 to 6.99. Now that's only two dollar difference, right? But as they pointed out, it's a 40 percent jump, and that is steep. that That is a steep jump, and you're not wrong. We are now entering into that area in that time where for a lot of people, just having every streaming service isn't really going to be an option. Because I mean, we're talking. You know what, Jonathan? Let's bring up uh let's bring up the classroom for a second. Let's we'll see if you can bring up the classroom right. because I, I think this is uh worth us doing here. Because with Apple now raising their stuff, um it's gonna start making people having to ask which ones do we keep, which ones do we not? Because What are we at here? We're at uh Apple, you know, uh, TV Plus. We obviously got uh Netflix, we've got uh Disney Plus, we got HBO Max now, we got Paramount Plus, uh, we've got Peacock. (laughs) Uh, And and I love Peacock, I I actually love the service a lot. It's just, I still, why did you name it that? Why did you ever think people are going to want to sign up for something called Peacock? Anyway, that aside. Uh, what are some of the other ones we've got?
1: Well, more. I love Shutter.
0: Shutter, which you know, I know uh, a bunch of people are really liking. Shutter, Shutter so that's, rules. That's another one. What are some other ones oh, so we've got? Discovery oh yeah, Hulu. Hulu. Hulu, which is great. I mean, for sports fans, you got ESPN. We got ESPN Plus. ESPN. ESPN
2: Plus. Amazon Prime Video.
0: Oh, Amazon Prime, of course. So there's Amazon Prime.
2: But that's a
1: little different because you know you're paying for shipping.
2: But
0: but but, yes. but a lot of people do just sign up for it so they it's can true. watch their Lord of the Rings or they can watch their Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or they can watch the Boys or they can watch whatever so there's another one. Uh, what come on help me out here I have guys.
3: Stars and I have Showtime.
0: Right, well Showtime is now It'll kind be... of a part, but we'll put it right. in there for now because Showtime is now officially becoming a part. It's mm. getting folded into Paramount Plus, but still right there Showtime. Uh, stars which is also getting the same treatment it's going to be folded in
2: is discovery plus still its own thing or it's
0: uh Disney well no it, it's been well right now it is mm. so right now you can still have discovery plus which i have I mean, by the way but it's getting folded in officially into you hbo can even max do
4: the youtube youtube premiere oh, or what, what yeah youtube called.
0: prime i think it's called yeah um uh, anyway hey, boo it, you can see this <laughs>
4: you boo hey boo
0: you boo, you boo. That's my new stream. You boo prime, <laughs> You boo. That, you boo, you boo. Um, but look like, right here. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. If this was like averaged out 10 bucks, if the average out is 10 bucks, that's $160 a month. This is more than what people used to pay for cable. A lot more. Right. So it's getting to the point that for a lot of people, it's just not going to be feasible to subscribe to all of them, and some people are going to have to start picking and choosing. Now, let's get rid of all these, and just focus for a second on Apple TV Plus. All right. Okay. So, if we're just focusing on Apple TV Plus, we're now looking at six ninety nine, right? So, seven bucks a month. I still contend that when yeah, when you look at all the streaming services, but listen, Apple TV Plus doesn't care about all the other streaming services. All the other streaming services and not Apple TV Plus's problem, right? Apple TV Plus needs to worry about Apple TV Plus. And the question that Apple TV Plus has to ask is, are we delivering value to our customers for $6.99 a month? Is $7, are we delivering really good value for $7 a month? And I would say absolutely they are. When you look at everything you get on Apple TV Plus, now they don't have the depth of something like a Netflix or even a Disney Plus, but hot damn! Other than Jason Momoa's show C, which I'm I'm a big Jason Momoa fan, but I I don't like C very much to be honest. Other than C, almost everything Apple TV Plus puts out is spectacular. Like they just crank out excellent content. Severance just being one of the latest uh highlight all mankind for for all mankind when yours and ray's favorite things on tv is out there the morning show which a lot of people love and by the way it doesn't look like that show is made for me at all but it's fantastic that that morning show is absolutely incredible do they put out seven dollars a month worth of quality product including all the other stuff that they have involved, everything else you get with apple tv plus uh, again when you and let's bring up the screen again there Jonathan. Uh-huh. When you just look at it by itself, the answer I believe is resoundingly is a resounding yes. And by the way, I think they could charge 12 bucks a month for Apple TV Plus and I think it's worth what we're getting. However, when you start looking at it, obviously and again, this is an Apple's problem. But yeah, when you look at it all of it together, it does start to add up. So in a micro sense 699 is absolutely still, I believe, a tremendous value for Apple TV+. It's a tremendous value. Like, Jonathan and I were just talking yesterday, if you want to go to a Dodgers game, now this is one of the reasons I don't drink, but if you go to a Dodgers game and you buy one beer, you're spending
4: how much for a beer? Jonathan? I mean, a big one would be like 18. 18 bucks. And it's not just Dodgers stadium, it's any stadium. Yeah, it's... Any... I just went to an Anaheim
0: Mighty Ducks game on the weekend because they were playing my beloved Toronto Maple Leafs. So I went to go see a Leafs game. You think movie theaters are bad? They had a combo special. Ooh, special! And I'm about to save me some money. I price, price is right.
4: That that one, I guessed it right on the nose. Yeah, he did. I
0: said, guess how much this is, and Jonathan got it right. But you see, special combo special. It's like, ooh, this is going to save me money. One regular sized hot dog, one medium sized soft drink. And some and one small, really tasteless fries. One hot dog, one soft drink, medium size, and one small fries. $25. And that was the special for saving me some money. $25. It's so you thought, don't thing. ever complain about movie theaters again. But it's like, but, but when you put it into context... Apple TV plus is literally giving you a month of entertainment. And, and a lot of these services are the same, but it's true, Rob, when you start looking at it, the bigger picture, when you start looking at this list of all these services that are out there right now and all the, it starts to add up. Anyway, you hear about the Apple TV plus price hike. What do you think about it?
1: It doesn't bother me. I mean, like you said, it's, it might be a 40% increase, but like I, I, I prioritize, like, obviously, media, movies, TV is important in my life, not just because we talk about it, just because I've been interested in it my whole life. And, like, dude, I'll pay for Apple, and then I've bought, pre-ordered the UK Blu-rays for all mankind. So I'm buying the show that I'm already subscribing to. And that's true of a lot of things. And how insane is that? Like, why do I have all the Marvel movies on 4K disc, when I have Disney Plus and can watch all the Marvel movies streaming whenever I want. Well, discs are better. But, you know, I, I think that it really comes down to you have to prioritize. And I think what's going to happen, John, is people are going to subscribe based on shows. Yes. Like when House of the yeah. Dragon comes back. And and I think that that's got to be considered the new normal. Like, I think Netflix, for instance, I don't think I would ever unsubscribe to Netflix because they have so many weird stuff. Like, all of a sudden, this show drops on the two on the 28th drink masters it's like the great british bake off or bake show for alcohol and i'm like count me in and i'm (laughs) locked in and i'm thinking that's 10 episodes of a beautifully shot show and hipster bartenders for whatever reason that that alone one show makes my monthly subscription to netflix worthwhile and elizabeth and i if you start going through their Documentary content. There's always something there. I'll never get rid of Netflix as long as they keep putting all this weird, eclectic stuff. I don't even know I wanted, and then when I find it, I'm like, well, well, "This is great." Let me interrupt you just for a
0: second. While 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 Rob's going off on this, let's uh, let's bring up the uh, the classroom again for okay. a second, maybe with Rob in the pit. So we're gonna we're absolutely going to be keeping. Uh, oh yeah, okay. So Netflix is getting kept for sure. Netflix. Okay, keep Netflix. <laughs> uh, let's get Rob. Yeah, there's yeah, Rob. Yeah, I'm gonna pull So up okay, so Netflix is definitely staying. Let me let's go through here. If Netflix is staying, what else is the next up that is automatically the staying?
1: HBO Max.
0: HBO Max absolutely. They're they're the gold standard bearer. Uh all the stuff that they've got, so HBO Max is staying as well. What's next?
1: Netflix stays because I have I'm I pay for Prime anyway cuz I use Amazon all the time. So I'm not going to ever get rid of Amazon Prime. So
0: Amazon Prime absolutely. I mean, plus they've got invincible they've got the boys they've got arcane they've got rings of power they've got a a bunch of other things coming up in the new year as well
1: so amazon prime and this is going to seem strange for me personally but shutter stays because i love horror and they're always doing interesting stuff they're a great channel they're really well curated so i would keep that but all this other stuff john all of it you didn't mention disney plus oh well the thing about disney plus is i mean while they the the, i mean i guess i'll keep disney plus because they've got me with the rotating shows between a star wars show and a marvel show
0: well here's the thing to me it's not even the rotating shows to me the thing about disney plus is it's got all of marvel and all of star wars it's it's actually the catalog and all the classic disney stuff i mean even if it wasn't for all the new shows for me disney's got to be up there like where else am i going to watch moana other than on the John Campion show, well, where else am I going to watch? I, the I
1: would say this: I own a lot of the Disney movies. I have a lot of Disney's catalog, oh, so, including Marvel and and Star Wars and all of their. Animated he keeps the classics. boxes
4: right beside the rotary phone. Yeah, but how are you going <laughs> to own uh, Tales of the Jedi?
1: Well, there are places you can get it packaged. No, all right, all right. <laughs> but then there's places <laughs> you get all this. But no, that the, uh, Disney Plus I might keep, but the rest and, and Apple TV. While I like Apple TV is a service that when a severance shows up, you watch it and you can let it go if you want to, but it's cheap. So you keep it. Who cares?
0: It's
1: it's It's churnable. Everything else to me is churnable. Not churnable. Let me me ask you, not
0: (laughs) churnable. Let me ask you, if you could only keep three three. of the ones on this list, which ones are you keeping?
2: Okay. Disney plus for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I keep trying to quit Netflix when they did that price hike the past when they just did. I, I, Deleted them and then they came out with season four of Stranger Things and I was like, God damn it, Netflix, yep. you got me again. So yep. Netflix, Disney Plus, man. Oh
0: only one more.
2: Uh yeah, I'm gonna have to say HBO Max just for their cinematic selection.
0: Yeah, HBO Max I think is probably Alone, number yeah. one on my list and stuff like that. Anyway, guys, question is for you. What do you think about uh, Apple TV upping the price from four ninety nine which let's let's call it what it is. That was ridiculous. That was so ridiculously low. That was just like, hey, guys, it, come and get a taste for free. That's like your crack dealer on the corner say, come get your first taste for free at six ninety nine, I think it's still worth it. What do you guys think? If you could only keep a couple of them, which ones would it be? Whatever your thoughts are, jump down into the comment section below and leave those thoughts there. All right, guys. With that down, we're going to take another second here and thank another sponsor of today's show, the folks at Wondery and their official Rings of Power podcast. Guys, we want to thank one of the sponsors of this episode, Wondery and their official Lord of the Rings Rings of Power podcast. Your host, Felicia Day, and several special guests provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring Middle Earth to life. Each of the episodes of the official podcast features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners, J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, including the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia also goes behind the scenes with the cast and crew to bring you jaw dropping stories and Easter eggs you won't want to miss. So watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. And thank you to Wondery for being a sponsor of the John Campia show. Uh, Taylor, of course, was quick to point out in the off-camera hours that we forgot a couple of streaming services, OnlyFans and Pornhub, but, you know, add those to your list as you may. All right, with all that down, guys, let's move into main topic number three, shall we? Aloo. What is our third main topic today?
2: Main topic number three comes to us from Jesse Roy, who says, I just saw Screen Rant is reporting that in Captain America 4, Sam Wilson will be fighting Thunderbolt Ross. Does this mean that we're going to get Red Hulk? Ooh, I would also like to hear your thoughts and opinions. Keep up the great work and bring on the filthy.
0: All right. Thanks a lot for writing that in, Jesse. Okay. So I saw this this morning going around that reports say that basically another antagonist in captain america 4 because we know the leader tim blake nelson is going to be the leader in uh, reprising his role in captain america 4 what's called new world World order and we knew that harrison ford was going to be in it but there's this report going around saying that they are going to battle each other that that we're going to see cap and thunderbolt ross battle I'm like all right and i saw a couple of headlines going around i'm like really well that's interesting maybe that does mean red hulk i haven't thought they were going to bring red hulk into it but maybe that does mean red hulk because like bring up the uh the uh, website here but like when you go over to screen rent and it says captain america 4 sees sam wilson battle thunderbolt ross it's like oh my gosh what's going on here well Well, that's not exactly what the producer of Captain America 4 said. Now, they are getting this headline from a quote from uh, Nate Moore, who is the producer of Captain America 4. This is actually what Nate Moore said. Okay, he said the following. Well, look, Sam Wilson's Captain America. He is going to bring his own team into play. It's no secret that Samuel Stearns is making his return to the, that's the leader, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is fantastic because Tim Blake Nelson's the best. Harrison Ford is taking on the role of General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, and to see Sam Wilson and Thunderbolt Ross, which, if you remember, actually threw Sam into prison at the end of Civil War because he violated the Sokovia Accords, there's going to be some natural sparks there, which I think are going to really be fun. The term he used is there's going to be some natural sparks. There is nothing in what the producer of Captain America 4 said that remotely suggests that Cap and Red Hulk, Thunderbolt Ross, are going to battle and fight each other or that Ross is going to be another antagonist in all this. Now, look, does this disqualify the idea that we could possibly see Sam Wilson, Captain America fighting Thunderbolt Ross. It doesn't take away that possibility, but there is absolutely nothing in what Nate Moore said that backs up the headlines. We see going around on some outlets today saying it's going to be Captain America versus Thunderbolt Ross, Captain America battles Thunderbolt. Ross. He said, there's going to be some sparks because Thunderbolt threw Sam in prison. Listen, he threw him in prison because like the quote said of the Sokovia Accords, one of the things we know because of the She-Hulk show and, and well, we knew beforehand anyway, but the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. It's like the world of the MCU realized, oh yeah, the snap probably wouldn't have happened if we, if we had all just realized the cap was right the whole time. Anyway, the Sokovia Accords caused us misery. They got rid of the Sokovia Accords. My belief, and I am not backing this up with any insider knowledge. This is just me as another fan speculating. I think you are going to see Thunderbolt Ross and Sam Wilson as uneasy allies in, in the Captain America 4.
4: As he turns into the Red Hole. As he turns into the <laughs> Red Hole.
0: But no, I, I really think you are going to see Because at the end of the day, while he's a dick, Thunderbolt Ross is definitively a good guy. Thunderbolt Ross wants what is best for his country and and the world. He is definitely a good guy, a dick, but a good guy. So I think you're going to see that they are going to be strenuous allies. They're going to, they're, they're going to have some sparks, all that kind of stuff. Rob, one other thought too, about Red Hulk. At the end of She-Hulk, when Scar shows up, you know, Bruce shows up, Hey, I want to introduce you to my son. One of the things that I mentioned is that one of the things that really concerns me in the MCU right now is the commodification of Hulk. Hulk's now just a commodity, right? Hulk used to be the nuclear option of the MCU. He was the ultimate threat. And now, well, we got Hulk. We got she Hulk. We got little junior Hulk. We're going to have a red Hulk. Like Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hulk for everybody. Hulk two for one. Oprah saying, look on your chair. You get a Hulk and you get a Hulk. Everybody's got a Hulk. It's the commodification of the Hulk. And that worries me a little bit, but but that aside, that aside, um, I don't think we're going to see Thunderbolt Ross and Sam on opposite sides here. I actually think they're going to be working together and not like it. But I could be completely wrong about that. Rob, you hear the quote in the comment. What do you, what kind of role do you think Harrison Ford is going to be playing in this movie?
1: Well, I mean, I think you have to look at the Captain America films as a benchmark or as a roadmap to what we're probably going to be getting, and then also you get to look at the Captain America, the the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. These are very grounded shows and they deal with politics they deal with freedom they deal with responsibility and in my mind there's some of my favorite movies in the mcu because of that because they deal with real world issues and one of the things i really liked about falcon and winter soldier was sam wilson taking on the mantle of captain america and what that means and the fact that you have a man who's now taken on the symbol of all that's good in america who has to basically work for somebody that threw him in jail you know, that to me is great drama. That's great political theater. There's, I'm sure that they'll be on opposite sides. And like you said, they're going to have to become uneasy allies for various reasons. And I think that... I even think Thunderbolt Ross doesn't accept Sam Wilson as... He's like, you know what? You weren't even a top drawer soldier when you were a soldier. I You're not sanctioned? Them. You're not sanctioned to be Captain America? I mean, there's so much great drama and, and in terms of... We've seen it before with our military heroes and all that. I I think... That's what they're talking about. And if you look at the, I mean, look, I understand how comic book uh, fans want to see. Like, I don't want to see the Red Hulk in a Captain America movie. I think the Captain America movies have a lot to say about, I mean, the current state of the world. You know, it could be really interesting with somebody like the leader causing some shenanigans, like going into a country, being bad. There's a lot there. And I, I, I think that, to me, what I like about the Captain America movies is they feel, and this might seem, don't, don't jump all over me, but the most adult of all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in the sense that they have kind of grounding in the real world because, look, even though they talk about the Sokovia Accords, what responsibility do superheroes have to the government and to the people at large? That's fascinating to contemplate. And I think that those movies did a really great job of incorporating those ideas and still making them kick-ass superhero movies. I mean, look at Winter Soldier. It's yeah, one of the best I, MCU movies.
0: It's incredible. And again, I just, uh, the stuff they've done with the Hulk and where they are, but but there is one idea, okay? Because, I mean, I rolled my eyes when Scar showed up with that stupid, you know, Shaolin monk haircut, which looks great in Shaolin movies, but not so great on, on Scar. I had the one idea because everybody's talking about World War Hulk, World War Hulk, World War Six. Like, it's like, do you know anything about World War Hulk? Like you, the state of the MCU right now, you can't, there is no world war Hulk. You could make a movie and call world war Hulk, but, but, but Kevin, are you watching Kevin Feige? I know you watch (laughs) God damn it. Listen to me here. You, you listen listen to me now, okay? Rob's like, I'm scared. (laughs) Here is your, here's your idea. Okay. Okay. And if they're doing this, all is forgiven forgive forgiven. If they, the very reason they brought Scar in was to kill him, because remember what happened. What sets off World War Hulk oh, in the comics? Dark man. What? But what <laughs> kicks off World War Hulk in the comics? Right. Ultimately, it's the death of his family, and he holds Xavier Namor, Mister Fantastic. He yeah. holds the Illuminati responsible, right? And he comes back to Earth to wreck shop, right? So, but there's no way to do that with the MCU the way it currently is. If you've introduced Scar, Hulk's son, and somehow, some way, whether it's Thunderbolt Ross, whether it's the incoming Charles Xavier or the incoming Mister Fantastic or whoever else, or Namor, or or Namor, or Wakanda, or the UN, or the Sokovia Accords Part Two, or whatever, and they that is responsible for the death of his son. To see Bruce then revert to a World War Hulk kind of Hulk again? To then bring a World War Hulk? Look, you do that, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. Come on. Who is not creaming right now thinking about that
4: movie? Well, Come know, on. You're I mean, well, actually looking forward to the, the movie.
0: <laughs> kill that kid. Kill that kid wow. in a stupid haircut.
4: You know what I'd love to see uh, oh. in terms of World War Hulk, if that were to happen, the tone of it? not shot the same way in first person at all, but the tone of Cloverfield, you know, right. just terror in Manhattan. Things are collapsing, but they'll never do that. They'll never go that dark. That movie, Cloverfield holds up. That's a good movie.
0: But I'm, I'm just saying, if you, narratively, because what, what, what could break Hulk at this point? Natasha's already dead, and they kind of cut off that storyline anyway. I mean, he's got his cousin, but that's more of a, familial kind of relationship.
1: Kill She-Hulk and Scott. Yeah,
0: they're not killing She-Hulk. But if you brought in, I'm telling you something, it's it's narrative genius. If you've brought in uh, his son specifically to give Hulk something important that he can lose and maybe Red Hulk in, in a Captain America 4 or something like that, plays into it, and the first victim of Hulk's wrath is maybe Red Hulk, and then he ain't... I'm getting, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I know that yeah. I am. I'm just getting excited
1: at the idea. I just, I just don't want them to take the, the focus off of Captain America as a, as, a, as a character and as a symbol, and I think what they've done and how they've positioned Sam Wilson taking on this mantle, we this movie's gonna be all about how he's accepted that mantle and how the world accepts him, or doesn't accept him. Or the military does or doesn't accept him. And I really like that idea. And that's why I am very excited about this movie.
0: Me too. All right, guys. Question is for you. What do you think about this? Do you think we're going to see Sam and Thunderbolt Ross on opposite sides? Do you think they're going to be on the same side like I do? They're just not going like, to like having to be on the same side. Is Red Hulk going to play a part of it? Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comments section below and leave your thoughts there. Okay, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number four. Hello,
2: what is our fourth main topic today? Topic number four comes to us from Wade S., He says, Hey guys, hope you're well. I just read that Vince Vaughn has a Dodgeball 2 movie all ready to go and has almost everyone on board with it except Ben Stiller. Apparently they won't do it without him, and he's hesitant to do it. Have you ever seen the original and what did you think of it? Would you be down for a Dodgeball 2?
0: If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. (laughs) What? Rip Torn was so, I mean, he was funny his entire career. Yeah. But there's not a lot I liked him in as much as I liked him in Dodgeball. If you can dodge traffic, you can dodge (laughs) a ball. Dodgeball without no hyperbole, no joking around. Dodgeball is a top 10 favorite comedy of mine of all time. I love that movie. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. I (laughs) love this movie. So much. I think it might be my favorite Vince Vaughn film. I love Justin Lyon, Alan Tudyk's in it. Uh, And of course, Ben Stiller kills in this movie. Absolutely does. It's always been a treasure of mine. I would love, look, is there a lot of story to tell here with Dodgeball? No, but Dodgeball is a great example of one of those things where a comedy doesn't have to do anything right if it makes you laugh hysterically. If a comedy makes you laugh hysterically, that's all it needs to do. Dodgeball did that. And I would love to see those characters come back together. And it looks like Vince Vaughn, Justin Long, and a bunch of the rest of them are trying to make it happen. This comes to us from IndieWire, who wrote the following. Justin Long, who I love Justin Long, by the way. I too. Justin Long says, of course, I would love to do it. And I hope that it ends up happening. But I think Ben Stiller is a little, what he told me on that podcast was that he's a little trepidatious about doing a sequel to something so beloved, something that people enjoy so much. Long, t- long told comic It's very risky. You don't want to shit on the original. You want something just as good. So I think he's a little wary of that, of trying to recreate something that was very specific to that time. But I hope he comes around on it. Long continued. Vince Vaughn is very is a very convincing person. So I'm just hoping Vince can convince him with his idea. It's a funny idea. I don't want to say what it is. I know Ben loves dodgeball and loves that character. I remember how much fun he had playing it. He was always laughing. And that comes to us from Justin Long. So Vince Vaughn's got his pitch for dodgeball too. Apparently most people, from what I've heard, are already back on board. They, they'd want to do it. But they don't. No one's going to do it without Ben Stiller. I don't think Vince will do it without Ben Stiller. You got to have Ben in there as well. And I get Ben Stiller's trepidation because if you're like me, you're like, "Oh, come on, Ben! I, I want to see this." But around that same era, Ben had another iconic, in my personal top ten favorite comedies of all time, movie called Zoolander. I love Zoolander.
1: Oh, I'm right there with. I know where oh, you're with this.
0: Oh. So good. That movie is so funny. It never stops being funny. Nope. So he decided to do Zoolander 2.
4: You know, I actually forgot that.
0: That he, that they did. You know yeah. what? I, he wishes he could forget it too. Uh, he does not like his Zoolander. Nobody likes Zoolander 2. No. I mean, I'm sure some people out there did, and that's great, but basically nobody likes Zoolander. It was terrible. And the first one, like I said, is a top 10 favorite comedy of mine. It's so good. Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel, mm-hmm. I created the piano key. To- anyway, uh, and oh my god, how good was was uh, Will in that? Oh,
1: uh, Mugatu, which is Mugatu, a Star Trek reference.
0: One of the great, great, great comedic villainous characters ever. What is this? A center for ants? <laughs> I could quote that movie all day. Mm-hmm. But Ben tried doing Zoolander too. And it didn't work out so well. And and it that hit him very hard because he feels, I heard him once say he feels that the results of Zoolander 2 kind of hurt the legacy of the first Zoolander. And I don't know if that's true or not. I like, no matter how bad Zoolander 2 was, it doesn't affect my enjoyment of Zoolander 1 at all. But you could understand him being a little hesitant then when Vince Vaughn comes to you and says, you know that movie we did that everybody loves? Let's do another one. He probably has PTSD flashbacks of Zoolander 2. So I get it. Ultimately, I don't think this is going to happen. Stiller is really busy as a producer these days. And I think that Zoolander sequel is going to really stop him from getting involved in something like this. And then I don't think Vince Vaughn goes ahead and does a dodgeball 2 without him. So while I hope this happens... I will keep my fingers crossed that Vince is able to really give a great pitch to Ben and get Ben excited about it, get him on board. I would love to see them take another kick at this, but I want to see Steve the pirate some more, but <laughs> I right now, I don't think it'll happen. Rob, you hear about this. What do you, would you even want a, a dodgeball two? do you think Ben is being reasonable by being Trumped? I don't know. How do you see this whole thing?
1: Look, the, the, some of the most disappointing movies I've ever seen are sequels to my favorite comedies. Arthur 2 on the Rocks.
0: Oh, I was so bad.
1: Bruh. I saw Arthur like six times in the theater. I love that movie. It was made in 1981. I can still quote the whole thing. It's it's 41 years old. I love that movie. Arthur 2 on the Rocks. Ted 2.
0: <laughs> I kind of like... I didn't think Ted 2 was as good as the
1: first one. But I, I love Ted. That. I saw Ted 2 didn't understand why Ted 1 was funny. It just... I hated it. Hated it. Now,
0: what about... uh uh Billy Crystal, Robert De Niro, analyze, analyze this, that. then analyze that. Yeah, no,
1: no, because you know what? You know what it's missing when you when you sequelize a comedy, even even the second Austin Powers movie is not great. Gold members better, but still not. You miss the novelty of of discovering that quality of the of the like the dodgeball with all the characters. I mean, maybe Anchorman 2 worked out. It wasn't there's some that have been OK. Like I loved Get Him to the Greek. I love forgetting. Yeah, Santa I didn't Marshall. like that one. See, I love getting because it was different. But yeah. I because the music industry, dude, I and Sean Combs deserved a fucking best supporting actor <laughs> for that. petting the the carpet wall. He is st- <laughs> Sean Combs. Is st- no, talking about. I I love I loved him in that movie. I wish people would put him in more comedic roles because he's really funny. But the the I dodgeball. The problem with dodgeball is I just don't think that there's enough. <laughs> It, it's it's never gonna be that again.
4: I just realized that's Crazy I Killer from uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, in the My, yellow shirt. I don't know if you know, if you watch. Curb I don't Your Enthusiasm, I don't watch it
1: enough. It is.
0: But look at look at the lineup there though. You got Steven Root. You yeah. got Rip Torn. Vince Vaughn. Alan Tudyk. Justin Long. Uh, oh 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 kid from Grandma's Boy uh, right. and, and Matrix or not really? Matrix uh, Avatar in the white t-shirt oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I just yeah. sat beside he, him at a premiere. he was
4: in grandma's boy he plays the boss like yeah. or the main yeah. developer yeah the,
1: the matrix wanted yeah. to be that in, in the... i mean maybe if this i, I never want to say never i never want to say don't make this but i look at this when was dodgeball made 20 years ago oh it's uh, yeah more. look how
2: young justin long looks yeah, in this I mean, picture <laughs> little baby he's I'm, just a little baby
1: i don't know i mean
2: okay what about evan almighty that oh <laughs> Uh, but you know listen i I actually just
0: jumped in the live chat and i asked people because you bring up a good point like um uh, i I did not hate hangover 2 but it's a massive step down yeah it's it's, sequels to comedies are hard i asked the live chat what are some of the funniest sequels to comedies there are a couple really good ones 22 jump street Mm.
4: that's a good one
0: absolutely hilarious that's a great comedy first
4: What's that? I like the first one. I like it better than the but first. But you
0: know, oh, scary! But hold, there's a couple more. a Couple right. more. Um, to me, I hated the first Rush Hour. Rush Hour Two, I love. So that's another good one. Some people say Caddyshack Two. I, I don't.
1: I don't know about okay, that. Okay, if you say Caddyshack Two, your opinion is invalidated. <laughs>
4: yeah, Caddyshack Two better Shack than the two? first. What about
1: you? What I bet you're a big Grease Two fan too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: What, uh, what what Friday would you, you consider
0: one day. of the funnier funnier like comedy sequels? Well, because uh, those uh, are hard. That's a hard. Point I would to say this
1: though, if you bring up something like Rush Hour Two, you know what? One of I think it's not really a comedy because the first one wasn't a comedy at all, but it became a comedy. Lethal Weapon Two is like a comedy. It even starts with the Warner Brothers animated theme. Dun, 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 <laughs> and Then it cuts into. Riggs is going, woo, But no, <laughs> the... the, the, the um... Not Ace Ventura 2, no. <laughs> no. No, not, not. Ace Ventura 2. I mean, because because, because the problem is, like with Rush Hour, you can give them a new mission, a new, a new thing to do, because they're cops. So you can... You, the problem with certain comedies is that you're locked into the premise, and you have to figure out a reason why they're going to go play dodgeball again. But does it matter... Does it matter if you make it not, funny? Not if it's funny, right? That's not, the problem, but the problem right? is, a lot of these comedies, it's really hard to duplicate yeah. what made that comedic premise funny in the first place, unless you have a new mission that they could go on. I will say this: it's not great, but like Beverly Hills Two, is a pretty good Beverly Hills Cop Two. me. Beverly Hills Cop Two. Number one's a, one of my favorite movies of the eighties, but number two is respectable. Because there's a new villain, and it, it was b- more of an action comedy, like the Rush Hour series, or like even Jackie Chan's Super Cop series, because you could have a new... The mission can be different, and the humor can be... But if you have Dodgeball 2, the premise of Dodgeball, Ron Burgundy, the second Ron Burgundy... Um, Didn't leave Anch- up to the first one. Anch- Anchorman, but it's not horrible. No, no, it's not horrible. Yeah, no, it I, I want to go around
0: a, a little bit. I already know what he's going to say. I
3: already put it <laughs> in thing. But Taylor, now well,
0: yeah, well, obviously Shrek 2, right a- Shrek Taylor? Shrek 2 is a
3: masterpiece and it was the first fight David and I ever had was is Shrek better or is Shrek 2 better? And he was right. Shrek 2 is better. We we went and we watched I agree it, actually. Yeah. I think Shrek 2 is is the best of the Shrek movies. But I would say someone just put this in the live chat. Um the spy who shagged me is hilarious. I think better than the first. Right. No I like to join. Alu, what yeah. about you? You got what's your favorite comedy sequel?
2: Oh, I don't know if it's my favorite, but consistency wise, someone put in the chat "Scary Movie too. I think that one's up there. I I, I don't know if it's quite better than the first because they're both so damn good. But
4: what about you, Jonathan? You got one that's your favorite? Not really. I hate to be a Wet blanket on this. Uh, <laughs> I will go with Twenty
1: Two Jump Street. I, I, yeah, I mean, I liked it more than the first. So, but again, that's more like a mission movie where they can do something yeah, new. but it was funnier. Like, I, like to me, it the, was f- like the when I think, of, I think
0: in terms strictly of laughs, is like was it funnier than the first? Yeah, one? and I, I thought it was actually
1: even funnier than the first. Both of those, movies, I mean, both of those movies. They're, 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 but they're an exception. Okay, well,
4: we need uh, to. You go know what? On. I would say even quickly, like even better than a shot in the dark is like the pa- Blue- Pink Panther Two. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the Peter
0: Sellers' Pink Panther
4: movies? Because he up, he upped the game. Yep.
0: All right, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this? Vince Vaughn is trying to get a dodgeball two together. I want it. Doesn't look like maybe Ben Siller does. What do you think ultimately is going to happen? Do you think they're going to make it? Do you think they should make it? Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and leave those thoughts there. All right, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number five. Alou. What is our fifth main topic today?
2: All righty. And main topic number five comes to us from Brian Meadows, who says, Hey crew, I just read from Variety that Yahya Abdul-Mateen has been cast as the lead in Wonder Man. While I would normally be excited about this, his comments on the superhero movie genre from not too long ago make me wonder, pun slightly intended, <laughs> how much effort he will actually put into the role. Would love to hear you guys' thoughts.
0: All right, well, this is news that was breaking right near the end of the John Campion show yesterday. Now, we've known for a while that Disney Plus has a Wonder Man show coming out. Some people thought Nathan Fillion would be really, I thought Nathan Fillion would be good for it as well, but they went out and got Emmy Award-winning actor Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who is gonna become the latest guy to wear a DC and Marvel badge on his arm because, of course, he's Black Manta in DC. He's got the upcoming Aquaman 2 movie coming out. And he's now going to be in the MCU as... And he's Dr. Manhattan. And he's Dr. Manhattan in The Watchmen. And that's what he won his Emmy for, as a matter of fact. This comes just from the folks over at Deadline who wrote the following. Coming off of some of his best reviews of his career for his work in Broadway's Top Dog Underdog, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is preparing to move over from DC to Marvel as the lead for the studio's Disney Plus series, Wonder Man. Abdul Mateen is best known for the superhero sphere for his work in HBO's Watchmen, having won his first Emmy in 2020 for his turn as Calabar slash Dr. Manhattan. Abdul Mateen also has appeared in films, including ambulance, I didn't like Ambulance that much, but he was really good in it. He was really good in it. Uh, The Matrix Resurrections, another one I didn't really like all that much, but he was really good in it. Uh, Nia Dacosta's Candyman sequel, Aaron Sorkin's Oscar-nominated drama, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Jordan Peele's second feature, Us, and Michael Gracie's The Greatest Showman. That, of course, comes to us from Deadline. So this guy is now a DC. And by the way, I don't know that I agree with Deadline saying he's moving over from DC to to, uh, Marvel because I'm not sure they don't have plans For Black Manta continuing, we heard the producer, one of the senior producers over at DC and Warner Brothers say they've got plans for Yahya Abdul-Mateen and Black Manta. So I don't think he's done at DC. I think he's going to be acting in both moving forward. And I think that's fantastic. This dude is a world-class actor. Emmy Award winner, starring on Broadway. Listen, there's a lot of things directors and editors can do to make less than super talented actors look good in a movie or a TV show. There ain't no hiding it if you're on Broadway you've got to be able to bring it. You've got to actually have the goods to be able to perform on Broadway. Yeah. And he does it. I mean, he does it. He's fantastic. So would he have been the first name off the top of my head for Wonder Man? Eh, Probably not. It was a surprise to hear his name, but a pleasant one, to be honest with you. I think this is going to be great. Anyway, Rob, you hear about this casting. What do you think?
1: I think it's great. I I mean, I love him as an actor. He's an incredible, I mean... I loved him as Black Manta. I wanted to see more of him. I really did Aquaman. too, yeah. I mean, but he's a fearsome... He's a just a fearsome presence. And I think as Wonder Man, you know, obviously he's going to have to bring his comedic chops, but uh, I think he can. And um, I, I really like him. I think he's an incredible screen presence. He's incredibly handsome. He looks like he can really kick your ass. And But, but the Wonder Man character is different than what he's played before, I think. So it's going to be fun to see him in that role. I... I I would like to see what an actor of his caliber can bring to that that we haven't seen in the MCU. So it looks, I mean, I'm all for it. I i really liked him in almost everything he's ever been in. Um, and why not do it? Now, we should address the elephant in the room.
0: This is, of course, the same guy, and we, we talked about on the show, that just recently talked about playing Black Manta in a comic book movie was, quote-unquote, clown work. Not real work which will probably go down as far as public statements to be the stupidest thing he's ever said or will ever say that's one of the absolute dumbest things he could have possibly said considering the fact that he's got a new comic book movie coming out in in aquaman 2 considering the rabid fan base or something like that and it it gives a suggestion that you don't care about the role now look obviously he does he won an emmy for playing a comic book character, now granted, listen. Somebody suggested to me when he said clown work about Aquaman, he wasn't talking about the comic book genre as a whole. He just didn't think there was a lot for Black Manta to do in the first Aquaman, and to be
1: fair, there wasn't. There and what he's wearing, I mean, he's wearing his giant Black Manta suit, which is kind of you know, yeah. it's kind of for. And I understand like, you know, the thing is, I don't take it personally. You know, the guy can go on to, go, the, go on to uh, Broadway and be on the Broadway stage. He can play Dr. Manhattan. He can do all these different kinds of roles. And comparatively speaking, I don't necessarily even think he was saying clown work and making it disparaging. I mean, he's talking about it. it's like going to the circus. You know, you get painted up. You do, your, you do your show. You come out and you entertain people. It's not like it was subtle acting. You know, he's a really bad guy from the very beginning. There's no, like, there was not a lot of nuance in his character, but he was, he played it the way he was supposed to play it. He kicked ass. Well, and, and again, to the point that if it raises the question that he doesn't have a lot of respect for
0: those types of roles, again, he won his Emmy for a comic role and he just accepted a Where he's a played, comic painted role, blue. Where he's painted blue and he just accepted another one. So I'm not terribly worried, but one of the things that kind of popped into my head before we went in to start our show, I was talking to the crew about it today, was that, You know, with Yahya Abdul-Mateen joining the MCU, Kevin Feige and the MCU have very quietly gone about adding the best black actors in the world to the Marvel lineup recently. Because you're talking now, in the MCU, they've got Michael B. Jordan, who's going to have an Oscar on his mantle at some point. You've got Anthony Mackie, who is an, inc- don't, for, I know a lot of people who just watch comic movies, you only know him as Sam. You gotta watch some of his other stuff. He's he's phenomenal. And he's more than just the guy who rap battled Eminem in Nine Mile. All right? So you got Anthony Mackey. Eight, eight Mile, sorry.
4: You got Anthony Mackie. He likes to go the mile further.
0: <laughs> you got Jonathan Majors now, who is insanely talented. You got Yahya Abdul-Mateen. You got, uh, we were just talking about him beforehand uh, from... Uh, uh, from Amistad. Why am I? Jaimon Hansu.
1: Yeah, Jaimon Hansu, in and them. these are just the dudes, man. They,
0: and, and I'm just talking about the guys. I'm just talking about the guys. I'm not even talking about Lupita Nyong'o and and on. And on. So these and are just my the queen,
1: guys. Angela Bassett,
0: and Angela Bassett. <laughs> so even just talking about the guys, uh, the only thing they're missing is Denzel.
1: For now. come on, man. He's gonna be. He's gonna be Magneto. He's gonna yeah. <laughs> be Magneto. I'm telling
0: you. I'm thinking Chiwetel 4, who's like in my top three favorite actors in the world. I mean, they're, don't forget Mahershala Ali and, and sh- shit, two time, two time Academy yeah. Award winner Mahershala Ali. I mean, they have like Kevin Feige has just quietly gone about saying, you know, what? all the best actors.
1: They need David Oyelowo. They, yeah. they got to get him, you know, bring him into the MCU just because I love him all the way back to MI5.
0: So, I, I mean, he's just very, very quietly gone about doing that. Anyway, guys. Oh, and of course, somebody in the live chat is reminding me. What? How could I forget? Sam Jackson, Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle. Well, and Sam Jackson, Samuel <laughs> Jackson. Don. I mean, I, I'm running out of names, right? <laughs>
3: Brian Tyree
0: Henry. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's he. They kind of got him in before he became uh, before Kaluuya? his name became huge. Yeah. But his Daniel name's Kaluuya. getting bigger. What's that? Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel And <laughs> Daniel Yeah, Academy Award. Like,
1: but you know who they need? Okay, to, they com- need Chiwetel Ejiofor. Got. Ejiofor to complete. this. That's who they got. They got to get Chiwetel Ejiofor to complete this. They need Spike Lee to direct a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. I don't think Spike Lee would ever do it. He might not, but then if he did, Late he would night. also be in the movie, and yeah. that would that would complete the complete
0: Captain America. 5 would do the right thing.
1: Spike Lee would knock that shit out of the park. Did you see I Black mean, Klansman? Yes.
0: That like if you now follow me here, because Ian and I are having yeah, this conversation. You overlay a comic book veneer. That's right. Chewetel over top of Black clansman, right?
2: Yeah, I was like, I knew he was in yeah. the MCU somewhere. It, I think,
1: like, so he could do it. I just don't think he would. Dude, if you look at Spite, if you look at something like Inside Man, which is a caper movie, no one remembers. That movie's awesome. Oh, Inside Man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Clive. Somebody somebody yeah, in the Mordo. live chat
0: just totally reminded me. Yeah. Shuatel is in the MCU. <laughs> as more like, so there you go. They've got the track. How do you like your Wi Fi password? <laughs> uh, I should, yeah, I should be playing Password. All right, guys. Anyway, the question is for you. What do you think about this? yeah, Abdul-Mateen II is now going to be the star of Disney Plus's and the MCU's Wonder Man. Uh, probably surprising to a lot of us, but a pretty damn pleasant one. How do you guys feel about it? Jump down to the comment section below and let us so know Idris Elba.
4: your <laughs> thoughts. And hey, we missed Idris Elba, too. Oh, oh, we, missed. oh we totally uh, missed
0: Idris Elba. <laughs> I mean, is there is there and anybody Donald left?
4: Donald Glover. Do- Donald Glover. Donald I mean, Glover's <laughs> in it. Donald Glover is in it. So <laughs> yeah. Donald
0: Glover's there. I mean, yeah. is Denzel? I think that's it. Denzel. Need- oh, the oh, only one oh, Academy Award winner, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Emmy Award winner, the guy from <laughs> This Is Us who played uh, who played T'Challa's uncle. Oh. Um. Why am I forget his name? He's won the Emmy like three times. We need
1: Morgan Freeman.
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about.
1: Gotta have Morgan Freeman, John.
0: But why am I presenting the name of the guy from This Is Us?
1: He's in Frozen. He's in Frozen.
0: <laughs> Multiple Emmy Award winner. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Love Thank him. you. Love so him. they got him. <laughs> they got, I mean, the it, it's just Denzel. Sure about it. Denzel's the only guy.
1: And Morgan guy that, Freeman.
0: And Morgan Freeman. I don't know what Morgan Freeman will do at this point. Oh, yeah, Maybe Jamie he'll be Fox a Celestial. Too. That's right.
4: Jamie Foxx, because of Electro, they brought Jamie him in. Jamie Foxx? Oh.
1: Lawrence well, Academy Award winner Damon Fox. Right, they bring it back. Like,
0: who do they not have? <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll question is for you. What do you think about this? Whatever your thoughts are, jump down in uh, the comment section below and leave Eddie those Murphy. thoughts
1: there. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. They need Eddie Murphy. Yes.
0: With that all now down, guys, we're gonna move into taking your live questions. We're now opening up the super chats. You got a thought, thought, theory, opinion, or question you'd like us to address in the second half of the show? Go ahead and fire those in now. Dish. Before we get to those, we want to thank Ryan Reynolds and my cell phone company, Mint Mobile. Guys, we want to take a second to thank the sponsor of this video, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. And now for the plot twist. I'm just kidding, there isn't one. Mint Mobile just has premium wireless from 15 bucks a month. There's no trapping you into a two-year contract or opening the bill to find all these crazy fees. There's no luring you in with free subscriptions to streaming services that you'll forget to cancel and be charged full price for. With my old wireless provider, every month when I opened the bill, it was like playing roulette. I never knew. How big the bill was going to be And it always seemed to get bigger With Mint Mobile it's totally different I know exactly how little I'm paying every month And there's never any surprises Mint Mobile gives you the best rate Whether you're buying for one or a family And at Mint Mobile Families start at just two lines All plans come with unlimited talk and text Plus high speed data Delivered on the nation's largest 5G network And guys you get to use your own phone With any Mint Mobile plan And keep your same phone number Along with all your existing contacts so transferring over couldn't be easier so to get premium wireless from just 15 bucks a month and no unexpected plot twists go to mintmobile.com campia that's mintmobile.com campia you'll make your wallet very happy at mintmobile.com campia and thank you to our friends at mint mobile for sponsoring this episode of the john campia show Okay, guys, we said we we're going over to the Super Chats now. You guys have been firing your questions. You only got another minute or so to get them in, so get them in quickly. So, Alou, what do we got in our Super
2: Chats? Zach Marcello says, my wife and her dental office literally did Average Joe's versus Globo Gym yesterday for Halloween. I adore that movie so much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so,
0: good. so
2: good. I'm, I'm
0: going to go. I'm going to watch. I haven't seen Dodgeball in a couple of years, actually. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. I have I've not so watched good. it. I need, to get, I need to get caught up in the last couple of episodes of Welcome to Wrexham. Pardon me. I need to watch Tales of the Jedi because I still haven't watched that. But I got to watch Dodgeball again. And that, please, listen, if you've got photos of that cosplay, email it to me at com. I'd love to see it. I think that'd be great. All right, what's next?
2: Anubis Genocide says, I think the only way a Marvel vs. DC movie could happen is if Disney and Warner somehow merge or it's done in the form of a Marvel vs. DC Lego movie.
0: <laughs> okay, don't laugh. That I could see happening. A Lego For sure. movie version of it. Because Lego does stuff with DC properties, yeah. with Marvel properties, the whole bit. They got mm-hmm. Star Wars, Lego, and everything. That I could totally see happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I just don't see any way. Well, John, I read reports said James Gunn is talking. It, it, it doesn't matter. The corporates at at Warner Brothers
1: and Disney. Well, just illegal, no the legal the, alone would be a nightmare.
0: Yeah, and unless, like Disney's going to say, great, we get 80% of the box office because we're going to be the ones bringing 80% of the box office. And Warner Brothers not going to agree to that. So I, I mean, just, but a Lego animated Marvel DC, that could work. That could be fun. Or All right, a Chipendale
2: Rescue Rangers too with uh, both properties.
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, they're both there. That's a great example.
2: <laughs> Sam Fisher says, part one. Uh, this was my idea for Wonder Man. Have it be like a reality show and make him an aging star who gives himself powers to get back in the spotlight.
4: Do 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 oh, and... we have that? I'll yep. keep looking for it, but
2: Okay. yeah, <laughs>
0: always a bad idea to try to send that in. But listen, or send in multiple project stuff. One of the interesting things there, and they have not said anything, but, of course, in the comics, one character who plays prominently in the story of Wonder Man is Baron Zemo. Yes. And Daniel Brühl is around. Do you, do you think we could see Baron Zemo in the Wonder Man series? Uh,
1: I would imagine they're going to touch on that because Baron Zemo basically gives him his powers. Right. So I, I could see that. And by the way, Daniel Bruhl's great. Oh, he's, I, he's an Oscar-caliber actor. Yeah, I mean, he's brain, absolutely I, Oscar I would caliber. love to see him come back to the MCU. Why not? Bring right. it on. What's next?
2: Stubble shave says, good comedy sequels, Hot Shots, Clerks, and Naked Gun.
0: Clerks 2 is one of my favorite, top 20 favorite films of all time. And you're right, Hot Shots Part 2. And so <laughs> yeah. is Naked Even Gun Even Naked gun, and, and, gun
4: Part 2, the again,
0: yeah. I, it just makes me, just thinking about that makes me lament about how bad spoof movies got. Spoof movies <laughs> used to be great. And then they came. But hard.
1: you know, you know what's just really interesting thing about Hot Shots Part 2 and Naked Gun is the 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 comedy's funny, but they have a new story to tell. Like there's a new mission to go on. With Naked Gun, it's like another cop thriller. With pot, Hot Hot Shots, it's a new mission to go on. So, and same with uh, Twenty Two Jump Street. So, Dodgeball, what's the mission? You just kind of have to read the Yeah, but here's the thing the about Twenty Two Jump Street.
0: I could tell you thirty of the jokes in Twenty One Jump Street or Twenty Two Jump Street. I can't tell you what the plot was. <laughs> I, 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 right? I, I I don't I don't remember the plot. Don't it care, really. I, matter. it doesn't. I just remember the laughs. I remember the jokes. I just remember you fucked the captain's daughter. I just remember that. It's gonna be one of the funniest movies moments in any movie I've ever seen. It's incredible.
1: <laughs> and that's a great. They should continue like Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson. I want to see more from Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. They have to work together again.
0: I, I don't know if Jonah Hill is just now maybe locked into. I need to get my Oscar. Mode because he's got a couple, Joan Hill's got a couple of Oscar nominations.
1: Yeah. So I, he might be more I, I love Joan Hill. Have you seen his? This is a total aside, but he has a documentary he made about it. He directed it about, about his therapist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And sure. it sure. looks yeah. really good. Yeah.
0: Him and his therapy. He's yeah. Very therapy.
1: Yep, yep. All right. What's next?
2: Andy says likely won't happen, but I badly want these hilarious Jump Street sequels teased at the end of 22 Jump Street, especially 29 Jump Street Sunday School.
0: I'll tell you what, some of the the sequel stuff they played at the end of 22 Jump Street was so funny. And look, we all remember the Sony email leaks, we found out Sony was actually looking at doing a 22 jump, 21 Jump Street and Men Made in Black. Black crossover, which I remember, I think I was still at AMC when that, that news came out. And I remember, like everybody else, we all, I included, went how stupid would that be? But I'll tell you what, as a couple of weeks passed and more and more of those emails came out, came out, I started going, you know what? That could be really good. And it actually, the concept of it actually won me over, especially after watching the Men in Black follow-up they did do yeah. with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth, which was terrible. <laughs> I, I just remember thinking, you know what? As stupid as it sounds, I bet you money that that, if you got Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum and some men in black things. I bet Will that Smith could have been really good. You try to incorporate, they try to recruit the men in black, try to recruit Channing Tatum and Jonah well, what Hill if, what into if, the men in black. That was what the if hilarious.
1: They were, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill were on a case, not realizing and, that it, was it was extraterrestrial an involvement. Mm-hmm. In and they end up
0: having to work with a couple of men in black.
1: And for whatever reason, the, the neuralizers don't work. And suddenly they have to bring them into the fold. The belt. neuralizers
0: don't work. So Will oh. Smith has to smack them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the just, just, the, the, oh, forget, I don't know about that. Know the Forget smack it. there. Now you forget it will work. It'll no be one great. forgot. I already. <laughs> forgot. All right. What's next?
2: Al Rencha says, I still want prequel series on all the GSA. I loved Hawkman and Dr. Fate.
0: I absolutely do not. <laughs> I would love to see more movies. I uh, fuck prequels. I am. I'm so over prequels. Well, then you'd have to cast
1: a young man as Pierce Brosnan. I don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, no, no,
0: I, I want, I want to see new movies with Hawkman. And so, so, I mean, all due respect, everybody likes different things. I, I like stories moving forward, I don't like stories moving backwards. Y- you can tell some backstory with these characters and quick flashbacks moving forward, but I'd rather see new movies with them, to be honest, than prequels.
3: John, can I tell you something interesting? Sure. Uh, when The Rock surprised my theater for the Black Adam showing. Which
0: by the, for those of you who don't know, Taylor's screening of Black Adam, <laughs> The Rock came out and, uh, and was, the,
3: yeah, that was, sent, had sent me pictures of it pretty too. Pretty crazy. Uh, he asked what the audience thought of uh, Piers Brosnan as uh, Dr. Fate and everyone was cheering and he was like, okay, well that's not the last you're gonna see of him. So I don't know if anything's set in stone yet, but it was cool that he was teasing that there's more to come. How are you just telling me this now? Didn't I send you the nine-minute video? I didn't didn't watch the
0: nine-minute video. I was just excited for you that you were in the theater. I didn't know he said, that's a fucking headline. Well, that's one of the stories for tomorrow. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise.
2: Why am I just hearing this now? Uh, All right. What's next? That's a good one. The Inedible Hulk says, Sam and Ross Sparks love only one you in nuclear.
4: <laughs> I don't get the I, one you, but I but I get his take on the sparks.
2: Yeah, yeah a few people in the comments said uh, maybe the spark is something else. Oh,
4: <laughs> love is in the air. All right, what's next? <laughs>
2: Let's see here. A. Marcellus, hello, says maybe a dumb theory, but I'm guessing that bringing back Betty Ross only to kill her in front of Bruce could trigger the original Angry Hulk. He moved on from her, but the feelings are still there.
0: Um, Are they? <laughs> we, we've we never seen this iteration of Hulk. Now, uh, we understand that this Hulk is the same Hulk that uh, Ed Norton Jr. played. It's It's the same character. But still, the Ruffalo Hulk has never even mentioned Betty. The only love interest this Hulk has had in the six movies I think he's appeared in has been Natasha. So, I I, I mean, now that you bring in his son, that could be different.
1: You know, also, I'm not convinced after experiencing the Infinity War and the Endgame that you could really do anything to Hulk that would turn him into the World War Hulk of the comics. He's been through a lot. He's seen a lot of tragedy and a his lot of... His son. Yeah, but he his just met his son. son. He didn't raise his son. He just found out he it, had it, one. I,
0: I, I propose it does not matter. I, I, you find out you have a child, and that child is yours. And you know you can pick up this story know, six months down the road, one year down the road, that Bruce has spent with his child, his son. And then you kill that son? I, 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 man, I, I think that's motivation enough. That's, that I, could be. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out. All right. What's next?
2: Dave XP says, amazing. work casting the new members of the John Campia show uh, crew. And I'm really liking the new password game section.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I I have got, listen, there are a lot of things I'm not very good at, um, but I, I, I'm pretty good at spotting good talent. And by the way, here's a little inside thing. We're going to be playing a new game of password tomorrow, only we're going to do it a little bit different. And by the way, everybody, Ray Ora makes his return tomorrow. Uh, he had a great follow-up appointment with the doctors yesterday. He's healing great. Everything's looking good. So Ray Ora will be back in here tomorrow. And he's going to be playing a game of Password with us. But
1: Do we have to let him win to be nice? No, <laughs> no, screw okay, that good. guy.
0: But it's going to be teams. It's going to be teams. So we're going to have Alou and Ray and Rob and Chris in here. We're going to break them into two teams. And they will be coming up with the hints for the password i'm not going to give the hints i'm not going to come up with it each team member is going to give a hint to their own team member to try to get them to guess it it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow i'm excited about it may if ray can take that throne back because uh kaylee has been cleaning up she's been winning all the games but now ray's going to come back we'll see what happens all right mm-hmm. what's next
2: Andy says, not a sequel, but a good comedy spin-off from the original would be the Lego Batman movie coming oh, off the Lego movie.
0: I, I will tell you what. It was actually me and Jeremy Johns. We, uh, he was in LA and we went down together to the Warner Brothers lot. they had invited us to come down and watch the new Batman Lego movie. I cannot believe how funny that movie was. I loved the Lego movie, loved it. And I remember when Jeremy and I came out, we were standing- on uh, on Olive Avenue in in uh, in Burbank, right, right outside the Warner Brothers lot, and we were like, I actually think I like that more than the Lego Movie. It and it's it's stunning how it didn't make any money. Like people did not go out and support this. Guys, if you have not seen the Lego Batman movie, watch it. And if you're an adult with no kids, believe me, there is loads in there for you. There there really is. If you haven't checked it out? Go and check it out. It's fantastic. All right, mm-hmm. what's next?
2: El Leonardo says, have any of you seen or read anything on Cavill exiting Witcher over the writing and or direction of the character lore and story
0: only completely made up bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Any, anybody's reading Henry Cavill left because of this. Don't listen to him. That's complete, utter bullshit. I had nothing to do with it. Um, so now, anything you're seeing people writing that it's completely made up. And then, by the way, there's nothing wrong with theorizing, right? Like I'm just saying, I theorize they're going to kill this the Hulk son, and they're going to, yeah, that's just theory, and I I'm, don't take it seriously. It's just theory. But anybody you read writing that is completely making it up and being theorizing again, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as they're not presenting it as fact.
1: But Rob, well, also you know, I mean, Netflix we know has a three-year a three-season plan for most of their shows. Even Dota Dragon's Blood was only planned as a three-season show. And then they're done. I'm sure that Henry Cavill only had a three-season contract to make three, three seasons of that show. And, and then he was moving on because he has other things to do. And when Netflix looked at the numbers, they realized it's probably one of their most-watched shows. They wanted to do another season. There was no way that Henry Cavill could come back because of scheduling. And they're like, well, we still want to do another show. And they recast. I don't think that he walked away. I think that he just had other things to do, and um, it wasn't in his. It
2: wasn't part of his contract, and they couldn't bring him back. All right, what's next? Bond presents says Anthony Mackie was also a Broadway star. He was in a behanding in Spokane or a beheading in Spokane by Martin McDonough and Christopher Walken as well. He was great in it.
0: I'll tell you what, he was also completely fantastic. It, it wasn't a huge role, but. Uh, he, he was in uh, Detroit. That, that is a movie. I can't remember if it got any Oscar nominations. Maybe you can look that up for me, Taylor. See if Detroit had got any nominations for it. I think one of them might have gotten a Best Supporting Actor. But the performances in that movie were so incredible. And James Cameron's ex, who directed... Uh, Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow, uh, who is an Academy Award winning director in your own right, directed this movie Detroit a few years ago. And Anthony Mackie... Again, not a huge role in it. Oh my God, he's so good
1: in it. He's he's a really good actor. Oh, he's phenomenal. A really good actor. Yeah, absolutely. Did we have a fine? No, I didn't, no, didn't get any. No, I did get any
0: Oscar, but I'll tell you what, it it to me, Detroit was an Oscar caliber film. It's absolutely if you haven't checked it out yet, you absolutely should. All right, what's next?
2: Andy says for a movie where Superman and Black Adam fight, they should totally get the writers for the Supergirl TV show to write that movie. L-M-A-O. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, yeah, no, no, you're trying to get me started on a rant and I'm not doing, I have put the Supergirl's handling of the Man of Steel well behind us, but uh, uh, <laughs> nice try.
2: All right, what's next? <laughs> Murray Reich with a $20 Thank super you, track. Murray. Oh, part two of my complaint on this topic is AMC also showing 30 minutes of trailers plus four, four ads. Two random, one of AMC with Nicole Kidman and A-List. It adds time to spending out. Are they really trying to lose people? Are you going to walk out after? Look, I won't trains?
0: go into my whole spiel about <laughs> this again, but just the underlying thing here: if you are the movie theater industry, your job is to excite people about coming back to the movies. You fucking idiots! <laughs> you do not increase people's enjoyment or enhance their experience of coming to the movies. When they pay you $20 and then $16 for a popcorn and a soda. And then they take their seats to be subjected to a half hour of ads. That is not how you get people excited about coming back to the theaters. You moronic dipshits. Because if somebody as dumb as me knows that, you should certainly know that as well. Pick up on things that Arclight used to do. And a couple of theater chains. Hey, three trailers. Movie. Go again i won't go off on my whole spiel about it but yeah if they want to excite people about coming back to the movies start the movie closer to your advertised start time don't make it longer anyway all right what's next
2: tim platt says spectrum is the dan snyder of internet service providers.
0: <laughs> oh god i hate spectrum
2: oh
1: my
0: god i'm not i'm not kidding you they are the only service provider in here in in our area we can't get service provider from anybody they're else. they're
1: expensive too
0: they're exp. Well, eh, they're not terribly much more than, than some of the competitor prices. Well, I yeah, see, but, but still... I, a lot of other services have much higher speeds. And I'm not kidding you every day, every day. Our service goes out. It normally not while we're live streaming, at least that like today was a rare thing that it happened during live stream. You guys don't understand. They have a 99.9% uptime guarantee BS because our internet in here goes down every day. Sometime just for a couple of minutes. Like it's not usually long. But like today, it interfered with our live stream. I mean, this is our business. We can't have this. We're paying premium dollar for this, and they are a joke. Spectrum is a joke. So I I really would love to change services, but we just, they've got us hostage. We don't have any other options. All right, what's next?
2: Ben Rainer says, two great comedy sequels, City Slickers 2, Plot is mad, but got to love Lovitz and American Pie 2, also throw in Dumb and Dumber 2, Dumb and Dumber-er, Plot Bad, but Jim and Jeff together again is great.
0: I'm going to say something unpopular, Ben. Don't say you like it more. Oh, no, 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 not <laughs> more, not more. But I really like the sequel. I I Again, I, I'm not saying it's as good as the of dumb original and of Dumb and Dumber. I'm not saying it's as good as the original. It's not, but... I laughed a lot in, in, in Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber, or Dumb and Dumber 2. I, I laughed a lot. I, I thought seeing those two guys on screen again was great. I thought a lot of the jokes killed for me. So, yeah, I liked it a lot, me personally. All right, what's next?
2: Bruce Wayne Brady says, favorite movie Batman suit. For me, it's when the Batman Beyond movie is made.
0: <laughs> By the yeah, way, I agree. that is a terrible Batman suit. The Batman Beyond outfit looks stupid. Uh, I mean compared to all the other Batman suits. That's it. it
1: I'm bringing in my Hot Toys Batman Beyond tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just save it for a a good. Hero. we can demonstrate how bad it looks compared gotta, to all the other Batman. You got
1: to save it for a weekly hero. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, next week.
0: I'm I really it. do like um I really like Ben's Batman outfit a lot. It was really that was really tailored for his physique and his body type. But I really like the Ben Affleck Batman one.
1: All right, what's next? This is great, by the way. Mm-hmm.
2: Fanjecture. It? The next
1: question. Oh. Or the next <laughs> comment.
2: <laughs> Fanjecture says, Jeffrey Wright in What If as Uatu. Yeah, oh. as The Watcher. Bravo.
1: Love <laughs> it.
2: I won't really count that since
0: we don't see him. Like it's only The Voice. But listen, Jeffrey it's Wright. Still there. Jeffrey Wright, to me, ranks up there with uh, James Earl Jones, why am I freezing on the name of the all-time great actor who plays Alfred to to Ben to Ben? Uh Jeremy Irons. Jeremy, Jeremy Irons, Irons, thank you. Oh. Jeremy Irons, uh James Earl Jones, Jeffrey Wright. I mean, those those voices are insane. So I won't quite count them until we actually get to see him. Well, actually he's in DC now as Commissioner Gordon, which is great, but I'd love to see him in the MCU
1: as well. And well, James Earl Jones too. Yep. All right, what's but next? But he's No. Yeah, he hasn't been in. He's retired. Yeah, he hasn't done the voice of anything. Bring, in him, world back. In. You gotta bring, bring him back. You got to bring James Earl Jones back for one more time.
0: Oh, let come on, man. He's given us enough. Let him Let him enjoy retirement. I love James Earl Jones. So do I. All right, what's next?
2: Seconds from Disaster says, I noticed something funny. In the full camera view of your show, the logo makes it look like your army crawling out from under Rob's desk. Bring on hey, the Your film. arm
4: is crawling oh, out. Oh, arm. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> well,
2: yeah.
4: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Does it? Maybe at one point, but,
0: but we've made Maybe from shifts. a different... Oh, okay, I see. I get it. All right. I'll keep an eye on that. All right, what's next?
2: <laughs>
4: he likes to move around. He's squirrely. He's squirrely. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Harves K says a few superior comedy sequels. Adam's Family Values, a very brady sequel, and National Lampoons Christmas Vacation. Ooh,
0: I like that last one. I, I'm not sure I'm totally with you mm. on the first couple, but I like that last one. That one
4: was good. good. That's the one I'm not on board with. I think Christmas is the week. I would take European or the original vacation over really? Christmas. Really? I like Christmas. I would, I would a take better. hot take. I would take the Las <laughs> Vegas one over Christmas vacation. Wow. I really like wow, the Christmas dude. vacation one. All right. What's next?
2: Ivan Aceves says, Who is Shuri going to see in the Great Plains?
0: Well, I mean, I, we don't know anything that happens in the movie at this point. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Emily. We have no idea what happens in this movie, so no idea. All right, what's next?
2: Blake62 says, Fire and Blood isn't the most enjoyable read, but it was ingenious by Martin. It's essentially a history book and treatment for endless TV shows.
1: He's right. That, that, that. <laughs> Blake 62 is absolutely right. If you go back and you look at that book, it's not a traditional novel, but it, it lays out what could be an endless array of Game of Thrones shows. And as you've pointed out,
0: unreliable.
1: Right, right. right. So, so they, anything yes. they
0: is written in there, they don't actually have to follow because it itself is admittedly unreliable.
1: And then the TV shows become the definitive account. Yes, mm-hmm. very interesting <laughs> stuff. All right, thanks for that, man. All
0: right, what's next?
2: Al Rancha says, do you think we will get a cameo appearance again from Billy's real mom in Shazam 2? It's all about family.
0: I doubt it. They they, they seem to address that one real quick, real easy, and yeah. they moved on from it. I, I think it would be kind of a waste to go back to that character. Look, that character was simply there to add a dimension to Billy, to give us something to understand about Billy and Billy's experience. It was never about... The mom character at all it was always about billy they they got out of it what they needed to with billy's character there's no need to go back to her so i'd say no
1: i gotta say i'm really looking forward to fury of the gods so I, I. I can't wait to see helen mirren as a villain and i don't know why i think this is so funny but there's that scene in the trailer where he he looks at helen mirren and he goes you know come on it's like fast and the furious it's like and he's waiting for the rest of the marvel family yep. show and it's about the- Family. The look on Helen Mirren's face is so great because it's totally breaking the fourth wall. She's like, you know, I was in that, even though she's not. I just, I love that moment. You I- know what's
0: even better is the look on his face when he goes, it's all about family. And he's got this big, yeah. dumb grin on his face. It's, <laughs> it's a great moment. I'm looking, I'm like, I love that first movie. Like, I, I know I like it more than most people, but I think that first movie to me is probably my third favorite DCEU movie behind Man of Steel and James Gunn's Suicide Squad. It I just fun. think
4: it's fabulous. Yeah, it brought, I, it brought fun in the right way, yeah. finally, yeah. to the DCU. I agree, I
0: love it. I cannot wait for this sequel. Alright, what's next?
2: 156 Impulse says, it's game day. Can't game wait day? for Andor. That's right, Andor is tonight, dude. <laughs> I.
0: It feels great to be so excited about a yeah. day of the week for TV again. You know, especially now that Sundays are done, and uh, there is no more Game of Thrones, uh, House of the Dragon, That's really, really sucks, but Man, Andor has been such top shelf TV. I get excited every Tuesday, because for us in Los Angeles on the West Coast, we get to watch it at midnight. Uh, those of you guys on the East Coast, you either gotta watch it tomorrow or stay up till 3 a.m. But I get to see it at midnight tonight. Always excited to watch a new episode of Andor.
4: Yep. I got right. I got caught up and I'm I I was so hung up on that one conversation where uh, he says oppression breeds rebellion. Oh yeah. all the meaning behind that.
1: I loved it. Everything, like the dialogue, the the script of this. Show is so next level, and you know that the, whatever happens in this episode is going to tee up the mother of all prison riots or something.
0: Well, because what what episode is it tonight? Is it?
1: It's nine.
0: It's nine. So this is the end. Because remember, they kind of break it up into. Well, no, this four. is
1: this is the middle of this arc because episode seven was considered like a standalone. Oh, was it? So he, last okay. week, it's last week, this week, and yeah. then next week is the. Yeah, and eleven and twelve of the climax. He's
4: observing the like rebels, like with the sign language and stuff. There's stuff going on.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a big. Conflagration, whatever that's going to be. All right, what's next?
2: Matt Sanders with a $20 Super Chat. Thank you, Matt, so much for your support, man. Hey, crew, did you see that new God of War ad with Ben Stiller as Kratos, John Travolta and LeBron James and their kids? It's hilarious.
0: No. 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 But that's the next thing I'm doing as soon as this show is done. Are you kidding? I am very, very excited about that. I game know. Game coming oh,
3: out.
4: It looks good.
0: <laughs> Taylor's back there
3: looking
4: at it. <laughs> on mute like Ray does. So it's an ad for the game? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. We'll check it out. Know.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's besides don't Andor be tonight, in. that's the next thing I'm most excited about seeing today is that. All right, thanks for letting me know, man. I appreciate that very much. And thank you for support, dude. All right, what's next?
2: All right. Al Rencha says, Willow is decent, Rob. We stand with Chris.
4: But I don't think he said it was bad. I think he oh, kind of said it's He decent. said it was boring. It's just not great.
0: Dude, I, I I just... I mean, this is the great thing about being film fans, because it's all subjective. We all different... opinions. Uh, but <clears throat> You don't like Hook.
1: Oh, <laughs> Hook is awful.
4: Bang no, but Arang, you know what? Man. I called it... This isn't an ageist thing. But when I said it was <laughs> your age, it was your age at that time when you were in college. You were looking for more substance, and I can see why that wouldn't give it to you. I was not in college at the time of that, so I... Like, it was on that arc where I loved it.
1: I think Willow is, a, is an amalgamation of stuff from other things put yeah, together in for such sure. a way that's less interesting than the original things it's taking.
4: For from. sure. But you know what? In the 80s when I was a kid, I loved going, Dai-kini! And therefore I but, love the movie. I, but like, Hook, you don't, I,
0: I, 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 my, my heart was broken when you said you don't like The Dark Crystal.
1: Uh, I didn't say I didn't like the Dark Crystal. I'm pretty sure you said those exact words. I I just think that I think the Dark Crystal's dull. Oh. You know, I I don't, and I I don't think it entirely works. It's all beautifully made. It's all beautifully done. But I think it's very difficult. And maybe, again, it was an age thing when I saw it. It's, I think the fact is very distancing. (laughs) All right,
0: let's move on here. What's
1: next?
2: Colin Prime, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Color Crime says Ben Stiller is in a God of War Ragnarok video, and it is very funny to me. You should check it out. Yeah, someone just
0: wrote that in, dude, and I kind of want to rush through the rest of the show now (laughs) just so I can get to it and watch it. Thanks for letting us know. All right. What's next?
2: Blake62 says finally finished Light and Magic, and my goodness, I didn't realize the depth of influence George Lucas had on modern filmmaking. We owe him a lot.
0: I remember, like, back in AMC, I try to walk through with people, like, (laughs) listen, George Lucas was about more than just Star Wars he is an influence on the industry as a whole, not just the directors and the actors. When you look at, first of all, like Skywalker sound. Oh yeah. When you look at the influence and in, how many Skywalker sound, uh, industrial light and magic, the, the de facto best, you know, and, visual and effects. Pixar was a
1: direct result of
0: Pixar was a direct result of, of that, uh, THX, Like, all these technology... It was George Lucas that really pushed the industry to digital projection. He's also the one who pushed the industry to digital cameras. I mean, he was really the first penguin in the water on a lot of things. He's an incredibly influential
1: person in the industry. And since we were talking about it, in Light and Magic, in that documentary, they do have a great sequence when they show how Willow was one of the first movies that used morphing techniques to create creature design, you know, creature metamorphosis. And I love that Ron Howard's like, I didn't think they could do it. I'm like, come on. You're telling me you could do what? And they did it.
0: By the way, Carla in the live chat brings up Photoshop. It was, that wasn't was actually George. That was John Knoll, yes. who, who is a big guy at Industrial Light and Magic and and the producer. And the guy who came up with the idea for Rogue One is actually John Knoll. But John Knoll, who is a visual effects legend. I've, I've had the privilege of meeting him a couple of times. Him and his brother created Photoshop. They didn't actually have anything to do with George. But he might have contributed in helping the development of it. All right. What's next?
2: Guzman says, John, you got to check South Park season 23, episode nine, Basic Cable. You'll have a good time. And yes, Spectrum sucks. I, you know what?
0: <laughs> I have not caught up on the last couple of seasons of uh, South Park. I watched their movie about the pandemic. That was freaking hilarious. It was hilarious. That was so funny, but I have not watched the episode stuff. I'll get ready to get me caught up on it and I I will get caught up there. Mm -hmm. All right,
4: what's next? Here's part two. Oh,
2: there we go uh sam fisher's part two only it backfires and makes him a pariah and his only hope is to become a reality star like a bunch of other washed up celebrity has been that's wonder, man. About wonder yeah, man yeah
0: the wonder man stuff i mean look when you look at the backstory of wonder man too then there's a lot of those elements that you could play into like wanting to be a star and the hollywood side of it and everything i don't know that disney will go that route like i don't think they're gonna do i don't think they're gonna she hulk it per se but I mean you never know. Look, yeah, Abdul can do a lot of different things. So they could go that way, but I don't think they will.
1: I don't think they will either, and I like the idea that, you know, his father, uh, Waterman's father had to deal with Stark Industries overshadowing, and I could see something like that happening. Sure. You know, and... But then
0: you got another Justin Hammer situation, right?
1: Yeah, but I think it could be different. I think they could go a different way. I I mean, it, that they instead of being somebody who's jealous or like that it was an actual situation where somebody got put out of business because they couldn't innovate or do something that has more of a commentary on American. Wasn't life? that also
0: kind of the plot point of Iron Man two with Mickey, uh, with,
4: uh, yeah,
0: with, with like his father, yeah. that Stark's father well, was
4: sponsor His that was sort of the plot point too of um, Spider Man uh, Far From Home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's so, character, it got mm-hmm. shut down. That so.
0: Hey, if it works, maybe they'll go back to it again. All right. What's next?
2: Seconds from Disaster says, I love Dodgeball, but I think the American Pie franchise proves they should leave good things alone and let it exist on its own. But here's the thing to me.
0: I, yes, you will get an Analyze That out of Analyze This. You will get a Hangover too, but you'll also get 22 Jump Streets. Like, I'm so glad that the makers of 22 Jump Street and some of the other big, great comedy sequels we talked about didn't go, well, we should just leave well enough alone. Yeah. If they did that, we wouldn't have The Empire Strikes Back or The Godfather 2 or whatever, right? So take a risk because here's the thing. We were talking about Zoolander, right? Zoolander 2 sucked, but it does not in any way affect my love, enjoyment, and experience with the first Zoolander. No, it's true. It's like remakes to me. Okay, put out a sequel. If it's good, great, we have a new good movie. And if it sucks, oh, well, we discard it and we still have the first one. So I'm all for taking a shot at it. I get why if you're involved in it, you may not want to. I get that, but I'm take a shot because if Look, it works, it works. I
1: would say if they've got a great story, great script, why not? But it has to begin there, and then they'll know on the page. And you got to have the original cast back. Yeah, I think you. I mean, obviously, you
0: you can't have Rip Torn back, but other than that, you got to get the rest of them back.
2: All right, what's next? Yeah, I was next? gonna say like with comedy sequels. Making a sequel to Dodgeball isn't the same as making a sequel to like Star Wars. I mean, the stakes aren't that high. I mean, mean, it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't even remember. We were talking about. We didn't even forgot there was a Zoolander two or a Ted two or when the comedy movies are bad. We typically just kind of the sequels tend to just and the stakes are lower, right? It does not
0: cost it. It will, despite the star power in it, it will not be expensive to make Dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) That is not going to be an expensive movie. So, so really. What are you risking? You're risking the reputation of the first one. You're risking, you know, six, maybe two months of work for the actors, maybe a year and a half for the, but I mean, really the stakes are much, much lower. You can make that movie for 20 million bucks. And and I guarantee you could make 70, 80, 90 million overall. Anyway, is the it, pit, the no, I'm pitching it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> the pitfall for most comedy sequels to me is that they don't stay focused; they go off the rails. Yeah. So there's some like crime drama they try to mix in because they have to do something different yeah. from the first. Joe Coy it didn't even get a sequel. He went off the rails in that first movie, right, that you just saw this summer. Easter Sunday it it was just so bad. It just went off the rails. And they'll do this with so many comedies. Even that Reno 911, when they tried to make a a, a movie, they, it has to be bigger. So they go off the rails and they lose their focus. So that's yeah. a major pitfall for a comedy sequel. I think that's a,
0: good, that's a good thought. All right, what's next?
2: No Country for Old Sam says, I'm urging everyone to go see Tar. It floored
4: I'm me. I'm dying to see that. You
3: loved it, right, oh, Taylor? Yeah, I cannot recommend Tar highly enough. Yeah. It's crazy. 18,000 people have watched the video of me impersonating Kate Blanchett. I don't think 18,000 people have seen Tar yet. But if you have the time, <laughs> you have to check it out. It is amazing. All right, list. what's tar. next?
2: Peanut Butter Lover says, Merry Christmas Season Crew, Wayne's World 2, Hot Shots Part 2, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, all better than their originals
0: i feel like we just read that one i don't know no wayne's, oh, wayne's was world so, wasn't okay. in, in his i don't know that i'd say wayne's world 2 is better than yeah. the first wayne's world yeah. but but that is an example of a solid comedy scene i agree yeah i like this solid i can't remember no no, no 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 that was the first one but no i i think the first one might still be the better one but the second one was solid yeah i agree with that all right what's next
2: KC Max says, Wow, I'm actually surprised. I thought for sure we would be getting Last of Us series in the summer. But if it's coming at the beginning of 2023, I'm excited if this news is true. Yeah. Like yeah, that,
0: yeah. that's the big exciting part for this is that I really thought we were talking about April or May at the earliest because it just feels like that season, yeah. right? For that. So the fact that they're coming out in January, if that information holds up to be true and it looks pretty solid right now, then that is a wonderful new year's gift for us. I I'm very very excited about that. Cannot wait for this show. Bring it on. All right, what's next?
2: Luis Enrique de la Peña says I hope the Witcher season 4 with Liam Hemsworth doesn't become a huge wrecking ball. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> uh,
4: you know what's funny? I what he did there. When
0: I when I sat down with uh with Hemsworth, I I sat down with him for like a good 20 minutes and uh uh what's her name? Wrecking Ball girl, Miley right? Cyrus? Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. She she came. <laughs> hey in. y'all. Hey. Yeah, she was she was there in the room. They, she him. was hanging out with him that day as he was doing press in, in our hotel, and uh, they were Pretty adorable good. together. But get, it didn't last much longer after that interview. They had broke up shortly after that. But yeah, they seemed to be like an adorable couple. Too bad. I mean, look, maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe he'll be great. I listen, I will cheer for it because like I said, I, I think the dude was super nice. I I mean, he couldn't have been a nicer guy when I met him. Um, and listen, I used to think that Channing Tatum was the worst, literally the worst actor in Hollywood getting regular work but he continued to work at it. He dedicated himself to, to the craft. He got better and better and better. And now I actually get really excited when Channing Tatum has a new film coming out. Magic so maybe, Mike
1: 3, baby.
0: Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe Liam Hemsworth can be the next of that. Because like, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be facetious. I do not find Liam to be a particularly talented actor. But I didn't for Channing Tatum either. And that, you the... can grow in that skill and you can develop that. And I'm going to cheer for him. I am going to, I, I'm pessimistic but I am going to cheer for him. So what was let's that, see how it turns out.
4: What was that Channing Tatum he did with uh, Daniel Craig? It was like the heist. Logan Lucky? Logan yeah, Lucky. I loved him in that. that
1: uh, he was great. That movie is so good. It's good. And Daniel
0: Craig is so great in that. And by the way, um, uh, I'm freezing on everybody's names today. Uh, uh, Star Wars Boy. uh, uh Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah, is <laughs> right. Great, yes, is great in that one point, point for Rob. Adam lady's Driver girl. is so different in Star that Wars movie than he normally does. Yeah. Star Wars I don't point. even know why I said it's
1: that. I, like I could have said Goodness.
0: it. Adam Driver is so good in, in that movie. So great. Okay. Anyway, what's next?
2: Kelsey Chanel says, hi, guys. Love the show as always. Happy to start my 30th birthday with the crew. Oh, happy birthday to you, Kelsey.
0: May you have a fabulous, wonderful day and a fabulous year ahead of you. Thank thank you for making
4: us a part of your birthday today. Appreciate that, man. All right, what's next? I think this came in twice. We read this one, this part two. Yes, it did. So support here.
2: All right. The Chosen Girl review sends in some support. Thank you, Chosen Girl. And Nolan Wins 1027 says, does Toy Story 2 count as a comedy sequel? Ooh, that's a good question. People were writing that in the chat, but Toy Story 2 is not better than the first. I'm sorry. It's great, but not better than the first.
1: I don't know about that. Plus, I don't necessarily think that Toy Story is only a comedy. It's definitely not only a comedy. I think there's more going on there. You know, I think Toy Story
0: 2, let me look this up here. Toy Story 2. And Toy
2: Story 2 is less of a comedy than Toy Story 1. Toy Story 2 is, like, depressing.
0: Yeah, Toy Story 2 was the first wide-release Hollywood film that got and fully maintained a full 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Um, And the funny thing about Toy Story 2 is it was meant to be direct-to-home video. Yeah. It was Toy Story 2 was going to be a direct-to-home video movie. And then at some point in the development, they went, you know, this is really good. We might want to think about making this theatrical. And it's 100% uh, on there. I I might be in the number two is better than number one camp. I might. I it's, mean, close, the, it's close. It's uh, close. Listen, <laughs> the, people think I'm joking when I say the original Toy Story trilogy, right? It is in the conversation with the greatest trilogies of all time. Oh, absolutely. It really is. Those movies are fabulous. And like number three, which only became the third movie in in uh, Hollywood history to get nominated for best picture for an animated film to be nominated for best picture. It's, oh God, this series is so good. I, I And the last one, four, which I don't care what anybody says. That the last one was really good. It, 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 it maybe, only one it I haven't be, seen. It might be the worst of the of them, but when you're talking about all of them being like a hundred percent, being the worst out of that group ain't so bad. But uh, yeah, I just, but yeah, I might go Toy Story two.
2: All right, what's next? Oh, we already read Jonathan Bunch says, "How would you guys feel about a Jordan Peele Doctor Strange movie? I think it could be great. Not sure if he'd do it though.
0: Don't care. I I, I, I have I do not care about X director doing X movies." All I care about is do you got a good director doing a movie? Jordan Peele is clearly a guy I would consider a good director, so I would like that. But uh,
1: yeah, if they announced it, sure, I'd be great with it, but I would with about 20 other directors uh, But too. he's got such a unique voice. I would like to see him continue to write and direct films so we get pure uncut Jordan Peele rather than him jumping into a franchise. And property. I'm not so
0: sure about that. He needs to find his focus though. I would love to see what, like, how skilled of a director if if you can take material you didn't write, and now it's your job to take that material and elevate that material. That's true. And make the greatest thing possible, right? Because I, listen, I'll be honest with you. I did not love Nope. I didn't either. And I didn't love Us. I didn't either, but they were really interesting. They were absolutely interesting, resoundingly original. Uh, I do love Get Out. Yeah. Love that. He's got a great, now I would really be interested in seeing him take that voice he has and apply it to something that didn't come straight out of his own imagination. I, I I'd be really he, interested
1: to see that. I think he will because his movies have made money. So he's a they bank have, he's yep. a bankable director. So I think he's going to be able people are going to come to him and ask he'll be offered things to direct. Yes. So I think he will. I hope he picks up
0: it doesn't have to be a Marvel movie, it doesn't have to be a DC yeah. movie. I, I don't care if it's Bond or Paddington or whatever. It, it can be anything. I, I would mean,
1: love to see him step into something like that. I though. just want to see him be able to continue to green light new original movies, whatever yeah. they are. And of Even- course,
0: he's got, he's got the prestige in Hollywood that he's he's going to be able to call a shot.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, at least for a little while longer.
1: Although I really do talk about a comedy I want to see. I want to see him make a movie about those two valets. Oh, yes. the Liam
0: Neesons? Yeah. William you. Ne-
1: I want them uh, that uh, of all the characters that are created on sketch comedy why does it always have to be saturday night live characters why can't those two valets oh no
0: okay the the valets are great I, i'm all for the valets what happened to the substitute movie the substitute teacher movie we were supposed to get they were supposed to make a sub they it was announced years ago <laughs> that they were going to develop Uh, Balake where's Balake at Yeah, you mean Blake (laughs) a Ron? he Keegan-Michael Key in that one he's like I'm for real I just died what was the movie they made about the
1: cat oh Keanu
0: Keanu. 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 that was
1: terrible it was terrible
0: go back to the other not just that the two guys the two guys the two other characters were like so I told her I said I said, bitch, <laughs> that, yeah. I can watch that sketch every week for the rest of my life, and it will still make me hell. Yeah. There's yeah. so many they have that they could do.
2: Keegan-Michael Key was in a movie where he played like a weird teacher. I'm trying to see what it was called. It's on Amazon, but well, I don't know if that was- He's in Reboot that. now. That pretty good. Yeah, he's in, good. in Reboot oh, right really now. It's Reboot it's pretty good. good.
0: He, I mean, listen, Keegan-Michael Key has kept himself real busy. Yeah. like He's in a lot of stuff. Uh, obviously, the crown jewel of that is the Fireman movie he was in with uh, John Cena. What was the name of that one again, Taylor? I'm sure you know probably off the top of that. The Fireman Friends movie on with fire John or Playing C- with
2: yeah. fire. Playing with fire. Mm-hmm. Playing, playing with, with fire. fire. Is that okay. it?
0: Yes. That I'm sure is the key. Bump. Oh my God. There are so many characters that like Keen Peel have done.
2: Oh. oh, the one he's in, it's Teacher of the Year. Oh, is that the one you're thinking of? Yeah, I don't know if it's based on the A.A. Ron teacher or if it's just a separate thing. But,
0: uh, but I need to start that reboot because I've heard nothing but good things about reboot. Everybody's saying it's really, really good. I know the trailers. A little it is bit good. good. too. I just
1: started watching it. It's good. It's right. funny. I got to check it out.
0: <laughs> All right. And is that it? That's it. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for today's installment of the John Campy show. Thank you so much for being here, making this show part of your day. Big special thank you to all you guys who sent in those super chats. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you supported this channel as you did it. And all of us involved with the show. Thank you guys so much for that support. By the way, I want to let you guys know for those of you who are beloved channel members, we are going to have a video by Robert Meyer Burnett a little bit later this afternoon that will go out only to our channel members addressing all of the channel member chats that you guys have sent in the last few days. Rob is going to, we've been gathering those up and saving them. Rob is going to be doing a video a little bit later this afternoon to do all those. And then of course, later today at 3 p.m. Los Angeles time, that's 6 p.m. New York time. We've got an open mic where Rob and I are going to be joined by Brooke. Brooke is gonna Brooke of course did last Tuesday's open mic with us. She's gonna be coming in to do it with us again today. So make sure you come back and join us at 3 p.m. for that. And of course, join us again tomorrow for the triumphant return of Ray Aura. Uh, he's gonna be back in his chair again tomorrow. And for the next episode of the John Campus Show, we hope to see you guys then. So for Mr. Robert Meyer Burnett, Taylor back there. Jonathan right there running the show. Alu, of course, great job today. My name is John Campia. Thanks so much for being here, guys. And until next time, my friends, bye-bye.